P.S. I Love Hoffman is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. So, Michael Manzi, I am sitting on your couch, and mm-hmm. this is not a very comfortable couch. Oh, well, it might have to do with all the drug money and what? drugs and stuff that I've stashed in there, just like in the movie that we watched. Yeah, you, oh, that's like the wa- movie. Oh, I watched watch that one. Yeah. Did you see this one? Yeah. What we're talking about. Hour I mean, plus a day. News flash. Um, I mean, a day ba- plus an hour. I called it a baker's day. <laughs> an hour <laughs> plus a day. <laughs> I guess it is a day. Yeah, I just wear it. Yeah. yeah. What did you call it? A baker's day? A baker's day? Because a baker's, like a baker's dozen, dozen is yeah. 13, yeah. so yeah. a baker's day would be 25 hours a day. 25th hour. Oh. <laughs> I just came up with it. I'm not saying <laughs> it, like it's clever or anything. Wow, genius. I, uh, we're, in the, we're in the I like it. Genius. Welcome to Cage Club sister location <laughs> cage club north no you can't say that because you can't reveal where the cage club headquarters is now all your enemies are gonna well attack. they don't know north of where or what well, they can <laughs> slightly strategize now if they're coming from the north pole i'll be ready if they come <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna hit you first so watch out iggy pop amen let it run I'm a fucking idiot. Red meat, we crave sustenance. I'm an artist. Hello, my name is Jimmy Cody. Why don't you have some fun? Fun, fun. Tommy, that's a paper. Whoever she is, I'm gonna find her and I'm gonna hurt her. I've spent the past three years learning Finnish. <laughs> I'm always home, I'm on cool. This is a process of dehumanization. Shut, 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 shut up! Hi again, Hoff fans, and welcome to this week's edition of the PSI Love Hoffman podcast, our love letter to the remarkable career of the late, great Philip Zimmer Hoffman. I'm Brian Rodriguez. And I'm Kyle Reinfried. We're always home, we're always uncool, and we're always ready to talk great movies. And today we're joined by the acclaimed Michael Manzi. Hey guys, how's the peeping? <laughs> no, wrong movie. Oh, okay. Wrong movie. I've just decided to I feel like we have a adopt streak. that catchphrase as my own. <laughs> I figured. Congratulations, uh... Michael Manzi, you are the guest we've had the most on now. You've oh. surpassed. You were tied with Jenny O'Connell. Cool. And now, oh, no. pretty soon, and we won't say for which movie because we won't tease mm-hmm. it yet. Pretty soon, you will surpass. I will take Jenny the, O'Connell. I will take that. No, lead. yeah, this is surpassing. This is no, 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 sorry. I meant you'll double super pass. Super oh pass. yes, you know, like <laughs> yeah. you'll, uh-huh. you'll blow her out of the water. You'll right. go plaid. A significant lead, yes. Go plaid. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yes, you'll uh, you'll you'll put some distance. There we go yeah. between yourself. But right now okay. we have you here. Nice. Yes. At the uh, at the proverbial twenty fifth hour. Yeah. For the film, twenty fifth hour. Yeah. Not the twenty fifth hour. Just twenty fifth hour. Yeah, I noticed yes. that. No. Yeah. I always want to call it the twenty fifth hour. Yeah, logging in on Letterbox, I noticed that that you have to drop the the yeah the it's yeah. twenty fifth hour yeah is it is it with a T or you type in the number the number technically it's the number the number yeah. th do hour. you I'm curious in my like film collection like on my DVD oh you know, like right okay now we both have expensive uh huh do you okay put numerical movies before you start alphabetical. Well, like at, I have the movie, like, what is it? The HBO 61, right? Uh-huh. 
Yeah, the, baseball the Mickey movie, Mantle. Mickey, yeah. yeah, like that. Two thousand one Space Odyssey. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, so we're asking so, you okay. personally, yeah. your well, collection. Right now, everything's all out of fucking order. Is but it, it if it was generally, like generally, yeah, I I go alphabetical always. Not so, autobiographical. No. Yeah, I don't know. So like two thousand one would be under T. For, for oh, two. no numbers. No, I never wow. did numbers. Yeah, no, I don't, the, maybe I will I when I reorganize. It was, but some whether whether it was <laughs> Blockbuster back in the day or Tower Records. Uh-huh. I always appreciate Tower Records. Now Best Buy is like this, <laughs> but they always did just pure alphabetical. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just but keep the, it I, one of those places did numbers first. Yeah. Well, like, at one point, I started splitting it up all crazy, like, high-fidelity style, like a coded... Yeah, autobiography. Or, yeah, like, how could I... And, you know, my Spike Lee section was, like, very lacking, because it was, like, this and one other movie <laughs> in that stack. <laughs> I was very surprised by that, too. I haven't really seen a lot of Spike I Lee joints. I don't believe I own any Spike Lee movies. I have to do the right thing, and I have this. And I've seen about one or two others. And and you're I've seen a handful. This but. is a Spike Lee film, a Spike Lee joint, Spike Lee joint yeah. as yeah. they're called. You got, and you a got four, it forty acres and a mule production. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's always been right. Right on the nose. <laughs> I mean, Spike Lee is right. I mean, that, he's not a very subtle filmmaker. I never felt he was, and I always thought that was like kind of part of his power. Yeah, oh, definitely. But here it's a little overbearing. But we'll get there. We'll definitely get into it. And for if you're tuning in for the first time for some odd reason, and you picked this episode. Great. It's supposed should be a good one. Yeah. But Michael Manzi is the co-founder oh, right. of the Cage Club Podcast Network, the podcast network we are on. That's CageClub.me, CageClub.me. <laughs> I'm wearing a new shirt and everything. Yeah, so yeah I, I think the shirt on. And we were looking at me, reading it off my chest. <laughs> yeah. As you were and talking. F- friend of the program. Yeah, and it was going to be me and Joey on here, right? We tried to do something where yeah. we both got on, but... Luckily, yeah, you know, Mr. Lewandowski had to go to... Oh, man. Very cool reason, but... He's at Fantastic Fest, so... The, yeah. Unfortunately, he has to be there watching awesome movies before everyone else. And what is Fantastic Fest? It's this uh, film festival in Austin. Mm, Um, Austin, Massachusetts. (laughs) Yeah, Austin, Massachusetts. Is that (laughs) that? (laughs) Road trip. Yeah. Austin. Oh, we should have made that our question. Ooh, well. Uh, And I guess he's there for like 10 days, and they just show like movie after movie after movie after movie. Um, you is know, it for 10 days? Wow. Yeah, I think it's 10 That's days. That's commitment. He's a man who loves movies. But, yeah. Yes, so. Joey is the other co-founder of the Cage Club podcast. Yeah. And we'll have the both of you guys on, because we definitely want yeah, we to wanna do, do uh, yeah. that. Uh, us as two. Us, uh, yeah. As co-hosts and you guys. When, as, when yeah. it was, uh, just tease it now. Maybe he'll listen to this episode, maybe not. No, he will. He will. But I, I'll tease it now. I wanted to do a little bit of a Cage Hoffman off. Ooh. If that could we be interesting. we're gonna have the four of us, hmm. but yeah. we'll sort s- of I'll like a debate, like defend your defend your man, some trivia, <laughs> maybe some questions, you know, uh, compa- stand up for your guy. It'll be a little fun for the fans. Mm. Uh, our fans have a little bit of a rivalry with your fans. Who I'm could do each other? Like who? Who? Like what role could Hoffman play better than Cage played, or what role could Cage play better? Than oh, that's you know that would be kind of save that one definitely. Yeah, that'd be a fun game to play. Think on food for thought. Yes, food for exactly. Yes. The Baker's doesn't. <laughs> so of course we're talking about Twenty Fifth Hour because Philip Seymour Hoffman's in it. Yeah, and yeah. it's appropriate because last week uh, it was another Ed Norton film. Yeah, uh, with Red Dragon. R- Red Dragon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the and he, prequel. Prequel to Silence of the Lambs. Okay, it came yeah, yeah. out. It was the third 
in well yeah, technically Man, technically up. Manhunter first, but that was not. It's a it's a it's a remake of Manhunter. Yeah, it's a remake of Manhunter. Man Man Which Brian Cox, yeah, a lot of synergy between last week and this week. And this movie was a lot of X Men, which last week was we had an X Men director Brett Ratner. Oh, so it's just like a whole. Who else is X Men in this? Anna Paquin, Brian Cox. Is Brian Cox an X Men? No, he's no. Like well, no, but he's in X Men. Oh, he's in X Men. Yeah, he's Striker. But then there's the one that he's good in this in Pyro. He's good in the second one and bad in the third one. He's briefly in the scene oh, in the uh, stock, stock exchange, exchange. with oh, yeah. my main man Barry Pepper. Yeah. And Ed Norton mentions at one point how he wishes he had powers like of, that girl like in the X-Men girl that can walk through walls. Yeah, Kitty Pride. Yeah. yeah, Kitty Pride. And he's of course not an X Man, but one of the many, Marvel. Yeah, he was an incredible uh, Hulk. Bruce Banners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Or David Banner. No, he's depending a, on. No, he's yeah. a, not, then he was considered a mediocre Hulk. Not incredible. Yeah, I like where they took the Hulk now. It's going to be awesome to see him fight with Thor in space and all that yeah. kind of crap. Definitely can't but wait for that. Also, a big name to this movie. So, obviously, we've got Spike Lee. The man is notorious, besides uh, being a Knicks fan. You know. <laughs> uh, but the writer of this, oh, yeah. David, help me pronounce David ben, Benoff from ben, Game ben of Benoff? Thrones. Yeah. Most people know him from there, obviously. Co creator. Okay. This was a, he wrote his the first book, book after yeah. this. And it was, do you see this? Ironically, I read the trivia. I'm sure you did too. Ironically, the guy who pushed this movie to be made first was Tobey Maguire. Yeah, shout out to John Harden right now, his favorite actor, <laughs> hey, Tobey Maguire. Oh, the chess master, Tobey Maguire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, inside so was, joke, inside joke. Was Tobey going to be Monty? He, no idea. You, yeah, you so he, 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 Bought the rights to the book before with, it was even published. Uh, okay. With uh, I didn't read he, that. Yeah, he but with, read with intentions copy. to star in it. So I guess I mean it says to star in it. I'm assuming that means Monty. But if anything, right. st- clearly I guess no. Yeah, the Tony Stark. But if this has anything to do with the author's like real life, is Hoffman based off one of his friends? Is he based off himself? Like I'm not too sure, like but like okay. uh, yeah. I. I know David Benoff is like a big New Yorker. Like he's from New York, and you get a lot of obviously Spike Lee's. A huge oh my god! Yeah. This is like this is a New York. This is like to see Hoffman. This is almost like I mean, start, it blows New York. Like it starts blowing it and never stops. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, I mean it's it's a time, and we'll discuss that. Yeah, yeah, it's a very pro New York time. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, Tobey Maguire bowed okay. out because he got Spider Man, which came out in the same year. Spider Man One was the same year. Wow, 2002. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And so this, uh, so but he stayed on as a producer. Cool. Okay. Yeah, he's like right. the lead producer. Yeah. I guess because he had owned the rights. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just yeah. So Benioff didn't even publish the book yet. Oh, so he got like uh, it was an advanced the, copy. Yeah. Of so I was like, shit, I need to be in this movie, and he eventually wasn't. And I don't know. I don't know if I see Tobey Maguire in this movie. I'm not, by all means, I'm not saying he would. You've defended Tobey Maguire many times. In well, the here's he's thing, in your top like, five actors. Shut up. <laughs> that's, <laughs> a dirty, like, that's a dirty statement. But uh, uh, he could he could have pulled this off because the whole point of like Ed Norton's character is sort of like he's this like very young, sort of like boyish looking kid who's like thinks he's sort of like, you know the. The, mm, like, yeah. this drug to me, guy. he's too young, or he yeah. at least he looks well, okay. too young. Well, I feel like Ed Norton, yeah, especially too back then. Back then, of course. No, so. I like Ed Norton. I do like him, but I feel like his his character is playing a little tougher than I was expecting. Those, those of you who listened last week, uh, unless you edited this out, Kyle, I actually don't remember, but um, I grew up in a home that did not like Ed Norton. Oh, no, this I is, did not know this. this. Okay, just making sure. Ju- Juicefully. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in a home that did not like Ed Norton. Uh, my mother, being a Latina woman, okay, was 
upset that he left Salma Hayek, a Latina woman. You gotta be. Are you, are you sure that she didn't see this movie? Because in his little "I hate everyone" speech, he takes a real knock at Dominicans. Well, he, he, knock, he hits at everybody. everybody. But he takes a knock at everyone. Are you sure she didn't leave him? Or no, I mean at the time, at least it was okay. pretty clear that he left her for somebody else. I mean that's okay. People Whatever. I don't reasons. know. At least that that was the narrative in my household. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Um, and in this, Salma Hayek Mexican. I yes. just understand, but that's still like it's Latina. Yeah. Okay. Why? <laughs> no, if it was Mexicans, not Latina. No, if she, I'm just saying, like if she was, if Salma Hayek was like Dominican, I would understand a of little course, bit more. Of course, a little bit more. Of course, but what I That's was all. gonna uh, segue into is that our lead actor, actress, really, if you want to call her that, is a Latina woman. Yes, Rosario Dawson. She's awesome in this. She's great. I love her. I really I like, like her pretty her. much I mean, in everything I've ever seen. Josie from Josie and Pussycats. Yeah, I knew. Jinx. <laughs> yeah. So Jenny actually brought her up the other day, invited me, and I couldn't go um, to a karaoke of Josie and the Pussycats, the movie songs oh, at the Stonewall in the village. And I'm like, uh, wow. And I thought about uh, it. Because wh- just, I don't know why, but I know those songs. Which, it's really funny. I've just been like, watch Parks and Rec is just like a show that I'm like rewatching right now. There's a good Park, Parks and Rec podcast, by the way. Oh. And but and the, in the name, in so. the uh, <laughs> in one episode the Unity concert mm-hmm. there's like a f- I forget her Little name Sebastian's but there's feet. the f- but there's the female singer that like she's blonde and she's she's got a band or whatever she does the voice for Josie and Josie and the Pussycats so oh yeah yeah my, I'm, like just, that, I'm just girl. I'm just putting it out there that like my world is just like <laughs> colliding I mean, on every level I, I, I always love Rosario like, Dawson and everything even if the movies are Sin good. City she's like, awesome I mean even Men in Black too like yeah, yeah that movie's nothing but callbacks to the original and like it doesn't work on its own but she's amazing in it because she just shines on it and she's great in this because she's basically like the only well her and Anna Paquin but. Yeah. She's the only real lead female lead in this. We right? previously a lot of screen time. discussed her because uh, during the Flawless podcast, we noticed all the Rent actors. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. played the new version of Mimi in Rent, mm-hmm. and we saw the original version of Mimi act with Philip Summerhoff in Flawless. So. Yeah, plus she's like super New York, you know, like yeah, her yeah, history, like, East like Village, homeless Side, water, yeah. like, yeah, like turn model. Yeah, like, she, yeah, like. Which. Her Phil's parents were like squatters, like in that new Woody Harrelson movie. Um, <laughs> that was like in and out of theaters. But and Philip Robin like comes from that world too. I mean, yeah. he's an NYU graduate. Mm-hmm. Do Spike... we know where Ed Norton's from? No, I'm not too sure. Okay. Spike Lee's an NYU graduate. Yeah. Like this is a this is a New York film. And I, I just will agree with Ed Norton from the get go <laughs> that she does look fantastic in a silver dress. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another actor in this, Barry Pepper. Oh yeah, so like I said before, he's like I I've I've loved him ever since. I guess the first thing I ever saw him in was Saving Private Ryan. I think that's what everyone saw him in, yeah. and was yeah. like, "Who's this guy? Where'd he come from?" And then he was in Sixty One. I mentioned and that one of your favorite before. films, Battlefield Earth. Yeah. Oh, that is one of my favorite <laughs> yeah, yeah. films. Oh, I forgot about such a guilty pleasure, man. <laughs> animal rap. rap uh, he was actually somebody who people really thought was going to be the next Hollywood superstar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I and I think... guess it's fair to say that just didn't happen. No, no. I think Battlefield Earth was, like, one of the major roadblocks <laughs> in the yeah. middle of all that. But he, yeah, because you're right, like, he, he's oh definitely God. got, like, I don't, I don't, like, consider him to be, like, a classically good-looking, like, person or anything. Like, I actually kind of find him kind of, like, mean-looking, but the dude's got, like, weird charisma and he's a good actor well, he's, he's got, got good energy not that he had like how like Matthew McConaughey what they called him connaissance or whatever it's got a McConaughey but, kind of thing I could see but, that but, no, but I was going to say but he did kind of have because then he ended up playing the bad guy in the 
remake of True Grit. So I'm just saying, like, he is someone, right. I think, like, almost he, if he embraced, like, I look like a bad guy, let me play a yeah, bad guy, yeah. maybe. Yeah, be a bad guy character. Or he's kind of a douche in this movie. Yeah, he's, he's a nice he's guy, a but he's got douche. Yeah, yeah, he's got a little itch. Yeah. So, yeah. FYI, Ed Norton from Boston, born in Boston, but raised, that makes sense. raised in suburban Maryland. That does make sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's, uh, that's the scoop on Ed Norton. Yeah. So, 25th Hour... Kyle, you're about to tell us about it, but first I gotta ask. Okay. Uh, had you'd seen it before? Yeah, twice. Kyle, uh, you'd seen it before? Yes. I had not seen this film before. Oh, okay. So I was uh, actually pleasantly surprised. So. Fresh eyes. Um, so Kyle, cool. tell our audience what this film, this little diddly, is about. Twenty uh, fifth hour is about the final day of Morty's freedom before he goes to prison for seven years. Throughout the day, we see the different relationships he has with friends, his father and his girlfriend, and how he's coping with leaving them. Yeah. Sounds good to me. That's pretty much it. That's that. Sounds good to me. Nice, simple, uh, not even a plot. It's just the premise, you know? It's like yeah. this guy's final hours before he has to go to prison. I, I know I've said this before uh, for other movies, and it's something that I'm really finding as a key factor into what I enjoy and what I just generally think makes a good movie, and that's just like early on, clear-cut character not development but character like this is you just learn like everyone has like an introduction scene and you just get a nice clear cut understanding of what that person is and like their general like morals and just that kind yeah. of stuff and this film does that perfectly in my opinion yeah, yeah I mean I think there's a lot of ways to skin a cat but this is definitely or a, a dog good or a good successful way yeah. Speaking of dog. Well, yeah, like that opening scene you're talking about. Like, yeah. It sets up his character really well because he saves this dog on the side of the road. Oh, but, my God. I but with, Tony, with Tony Saragusa. Yeah, well, okay, we'll <laughs> but, get it. But, we'll get but like, he, you, you also find out that he's a drug dealer. Like, he's a dangerous person, you know? So it's like immediately you're kind of conflicted because it's like this it's a bad dude, but he's saving a dog. So you're endeared to him immediately and it's like, you know, yeah. anyone who saves this dog's life, exactly. it's like, can't be yeah, all that so bad. It, so, so it opens with this dog and I'm just like, oh my God. If the, it, I thought he was going to shoot the dog. I'm like, if he shoots right. the dog, well, he suggests right. that, but then yeah, he realizes, no, exactly yes, where I, you I, feel I like it, this but, will go. But uh, I was like, no, no. If this happens, I don't know if I'm watching this movie <laughs> from now on. Or I'm just, I cannot have sympathy with this character exactly. if he shoots that dog. Of course he does. And then Kyle, you alluded to this. His partner is uh, former NFL defensive lineman Tony Saragusa the goose yeah he the, what the, first of all, what the, the hell is he doing the, the man equivalent of a stromboli he's like Italian guy if a stromboli took human form it's Tony Saragusa Dude, he is big li- Jersey Italian yeah. guy yeah. and he's doing this uh, Russian Ukrainian accent it, um, yeah he it's talk, not bad he talked like this uh, he the Monty shoot dog crappy. why not shoot dog it's I don't, I don't very... blame him because, like, yeah. how would he be a master of accents? I'm just going to say that it's better than, like, Eastern European accent, that of, like, uh, the, what, Elizabeth Olsen and what's his name from what, Ultron. In, in, in Avengers? Yeah. I mean, this is clearly stunt casting, where it's like, whoa, that guy, like, if you're into football, you know who this guy is. I have no idea who he was because <laughs> I don't watch sports, but, like... You know, I was like, oh, okay, whatever. They just, you know, a big thug, like, Sopranos-looking guy. But then he opened his mouth, and I was like, why? What's with this <laughs> accent? Like, I didn't know. I wasn't expecting that. And, and, and uh, it is I didn't know he was in this film. I I looked at I'm like, that's, I think that's Tony Saragusa, but why would he be doing that accent? This makes no sense because he's not an actor. Yeah. However, 
no offense to you, Michael Manzi, I am sure that if I knew Toby Saragusa was in this and we somehow dropped him a line, I'm sure we could have gotten him on the podcast. <laughs> he is a Jersey guy. He's a restaurant, Tiffany's, on like some road. Hey, hey no, like, I, mean, I feel like reaching could, out. I mean, you could we do, could. You could still, you know, do a special episode. Yeah. Tony Saragusa was at like. I think he's got one scene with yeah. Hoffman in this movie. <laughs> it just like that couch scene. Yeah. Right? yeah and I mean, not, not the couch scene. I shouldn't say that. But oh, no. Yeah, because there's, there's a, a That's couch. funny. There's a the couch scene, too. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the VIP scene. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what was your opinion on the film before or even after this showing? Well, it's funny. I have like, I have like a roller coaster experience with this movie. Like the first time I saw it, I didn't like it, and this was like around the right around the time it came out. Uh, and then I was talking to a friend about it, and he's like, "Oh, you should really rewatch it. I, I really think it's a good movie. Give it another chance." I gave it another chance, and I did like it. I was like, "He's right. Like this movie's really good. I do, I, I do like it." Uh, it's been about ten years, I guess, since I've seen it. And I don't know. I don't. I didn't really feel the weight this time. I didn't. I wasn't. I don't really like it as much as I used to, basically. Yeah. So, I mean, it was okay, but it's, I wasn't really feeling it that much this time. It's a good movie, but there's some things that like I question about it, and then there's like a few thing or one thing that I just really don't like. Yeah. And that one thing is he makes. I mean, I've seen this in plenty of films. I'm not a Spike Lee aficionado, so I don't know if this is something he does in a lot of his films. But there's a lot of the double take in editing, like yeah, hugs that, that's and stuff like that. Sure. It's it's just it's in this in this film, it's just very annoying. I like it in like because it's not like I like that when it's used in like a fast pace. So I'll go to a filmmaker that I know and love, Scorsese, and so he especially like in like especially in scenes that you the the characters are using drugs like uppers and stuff like that it's very like there's multiple takes and like different angles of them doing stuff or even my favorite scene from I'll go to a P- PSH movie uh, Boogie Nights and when the colonel gets out of the car it's that like ah oh, oh, yeah, uh, slow mo yeah and but like it's the multiple it's like right. you see him getting up from the same position multiple that, times like, out of the limo cut. yeah yeah which so I'm a fan of that but it just felt weird in this movie so that was the one really big thing I didn't like about it and then like you were saying before um Manzi that it is a very, I mean, all his films are very New York and owed to New York, but since this takes place, like, it opens up, at, or the title sequence is the crazy, the like, be- beams yeah, of I definitely, want, I definitely want to get into that. Yeah, part of it yeah. For sure. but, but it's just so, it, but, like, it became, so obviously that's not in this book, because the book was written before it, yeah. but, like, they add, add that yeah. to it and then they have the conversations in the bar with the firefighters so this added moment I understand I mean it's Spike Lee he's making a movie like that's coming out a year after 9-11 mm-hmm. so he's like I gotta include this because it would just feel weird if I don't but at the same time it just it, it's especially the title sequence it just feels really weird that it's all around these lights yeah. and it's not a movie about not it's, it's a, it was a yeah. movie about the city. Okay. So the firefighter yeah. thing apparently was a bigger thing in the book. Okay, I'm kidding. Um, and that was because the dad was down, a firefighter. Yeah, it was very much yeah. downplayed here. Okay, you know the honor of like old Irish firefighters and stuff. Oh, that's what I read. I didn't yeah. read the book. Um, I, I agree with you, Kyle. It didn't bother me as much though, because I there's no other way to put it than after nine eleven, you're a New Yorker. You're making a movie in New York about New York, which the book really is a New York story. Yeah. You can't ignore that. Oh, no, and that's what I'm saying. I agree with that. It is a little weird now. Like, it's a little, like, 
uh, heavy-handed. Well, yeah. yeah, like it, it's it's a little unnecessary. I'm sure though, when when people first watched this, it had a lot more of an oh. impact. Let's like, see. Like, a movie I was seeing the other day, right? Uh, yeah. Gangs in New York. It's on Netflix now. Sure. That like so there's that ending sequence. Yeah, uh-huh. and, and it specifically show, yeah. ends with the World Trade Center, which is so like now it's like okay. You know, it uh, feels a little dated, I guess. <laughs> it's dated because it's from that, and that movie really... came out after 9-11. Yeah. yeah. So it's from a really specific time period, like yeah. 2002 to 2004, right? Where yeah. it's like almost everything in New York had to acknowledge that in yeah. one yeah. way or another. Oh, I, yeah. And I totally understand and can appreciate that. But like I'm just saying, like the it just, I don't know, a title sequence that's very much just circling around, showing so many. Yeah. It's not like it just, it's not like it's a, uh, Woody Allen establishing New York different like locations and neighborhoods and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and they included that shot. That's, it's yeah. that it was like, you know, like... I, I, that's how I feel like it sets it up to be a movie about sort of like, these people whose lives were directly affected by the World Trade Center coming down because why else would your entire entire yeah I, I think we see it as that. like that now I well, almost, yes but wait uh, I mean the, it just comes across as distracting because there's all this other setup about like the guy's apartment is right across from where they're rebuilding 9/11 and the, yeah. everything and, and and it's and and it's almost like the movie stops and says like remember this happened yeah. okay now back to the movie but I, and I just it just think becomes that was the state of art at the time yeah but i think i feel like it's very heavy-handed in this film like here's the thing why i feel that way um, this is a, sort of like the least sort of Spike Lee-ish movie I think I've seen of his in that like the, his film language and the tricks he pulls and stuff, he uses the least of those here. It's a very subdued and stuff. So like when you get like the fuck you monologue, when it really goes into like that's yeah. his like expressive filmmaking, like that's, you know, really in Which your is in the book, and, by the way. Yeah, but yeah. like filmmaking tight. Like the rest of the movie just feels like anyone else could have directed this thing for the most part. And then every once in a while you get like, boom, this is like a Spike Lee moment. I see his touch. I feel yeah. it there. And, and I just wish that the uh, World Trade Center stuff felt more genuine. It just felt sort of like, um, and I understand why it's there, but it just, it honestly felt like this cannot be ignored. This has to be acknowledged. You know, they're not talking about it, but it's definitely affecting them and how they're thinking and reacting within their social group and stuff. And even if you can't pick it up, like, here's a reminder every once in a while, this is in the back of their mind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I 100% agree with it. I just wasn't affected as much by it. Mm. Because, because again, I'm just putting my mind in the context of the film at the time. Just, Kyle, I I, I don't want want to forget this. Another Spike Lee movie, and I think it might have been right before this, is He Got Game, Uh which is a movie I've seen a number of times just like basketball and stuff. And Rosario Dawson's in that. Okay. And it actually does... He Got Game is so much more stylized and so much more... Is that the Denzel one? Yeah. yeah. So much more like Spike Lee style. But still, it, it, it reminds me a little bit of this film. It's like one okay. of the ones that remind me of the... I haven't seen that it's one. It's not as stylized as Do the Right Thing. Or, yeah, the one know. other one, and I really don't... I, I mean, I saw it one it time and I just didn't like it, was that World War II film of his. It was just I just thought it was really bad. It was like mm-hmm. about... It takes... It's a whole... Uh, like African American unit in Italy, and there's like oh. a statue head that they're carrying. Oh, I've never heard of that one. Even yeah, it's really weird. Oh no, but, that one. But, uh, yeah, the, that was yeah. his response to two like, letters from Iwo Jima and flags our fathers. And flags our fathers. Yeah, because was... he was pissed off that no black people were in those movies, even though because Clint Eastwood made them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But at the same time, you know, the army was segregated at that point. So yeah, unfortunately. But, yeah, but um, no, no I, but the, the, I agree with what you were saying about like 
I wanted to see more New York landmarks in that opening title sequence yeah. to get the feel that this is a movie about New all of New York. Because you know? they go through, like, they're on Staten Island at one point, they're in Brooklyn, they're in Manhattan. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they go around the boroughs. The it might be, I mean, they reference the Yankees and stuff like that. They reference the Bronx, but I don't think they go up to the Bronx. Well, they, um, they live uptown, but, so I mean, okay. I don't know. But, yeah, the I mean, one, the, like, the, to end on, like, the, you know, like, the 9-11 stuff... I, so I I can't remember what year I saw this. So it definitely wasn't right when it came out. Mm. Let me just put it this way: like I mean, I find it weird watching again, but I did forget about it when it started up. I'm like, oh yeah. Oh. So it's not like it like has like a crazy like uh, impact that it, like I did forget about that. But then when I'm like watching it again, I'm definitely just paying attention more for the podcast and just know yeah. more about film now. The music choice is a little odd too because it kind of has like a tad bit of like a Middle Eastern vibe to it in the vocals. <laughs> well, so the, it just feels and like the a violin little, sort of, right? It just it's like a lot of that violin. It's just very like the vocals just sound very like mm. I, I, I don't know, it's just a, a, like it just I, that just felt like a, well, a it just felt like a little like out of place. I found I found the score, not the songs. Like I like when they get to the club, like that's all my type of music. Oh yeah. But like the score I, f- I found it overbearing and just like pounding on me. Like every once in a while, it'll be like, it'll like swell to this like just un just like loud sort of like someone's just like burn like yeah. almost like an inception it, like horn at one point. Yeah. Like I don't know. It kind of like I get me. it. Like I know this moment is a heavy moment. I don't need like this extra double emphasis on that moment with the score. What's, just... what's the other, what's the famous Ed Norton movie, American History X, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, right, It right. just kind of, just because, again, because it has like Ed Norton or whatever, but it reminded me a couple of times how like music is used in that. Well, just yeah. as like, like there's a um, scene right towards the end where it's really emotional between Ed Norton, and especially Barry Pepper, Phil Hoffman's there, but really between them and they like cut out the audio and it's just like the music oh, and they're yeah. just used in a very like, yeah. So j- just to clarify, though, I mean, you guys don't find the nine eleven stuff offensive. No, no, no. no it's no. not like that. It Robert, just makes you know it that like Robert Pattinson movie where like <laughs> where oh, well, that's just really shot, yeah, the like, last shot is just like oh he's a good guy, but he's oh it ends on like he dies. Well, actually, that tower. might be the opposite because there's a lot of like subtle like shots of like ground zero well, or like stuff here, and it's like does it really matter or mean anything I, here? I just that one's just like you don't know anything I, about I, it. I, yeah. I almost thought like for a second I started thinking like again because so. You know, I don't know the ex- I don't know the exact release date, but it's 2002. So I'm going to assume this is. I mean, even if let's just say it came out in December of 2002, it's not that. It's only a year. Like and I'm three. Maybe listed it as 2003, so it must be like okay. limited release. Okay, so December. the point being, like, they must have, uh, like, that's like some er- when they were filming. That's like not long after no. 9-11 happened. Even they so, like, pre-production. But so And then they obviously decided to include that, like, in the script and everything. So, at some points, it almost, like, made me feel like, oh, is this supposed to be, like, symbolic somehow? Like, after, like, 9-11, like, I, I don't know, just, like, went into, like, is it, like, a theme now? Like, 9-11 just tore the city apart and these are, like, well, symbolic I wish, people of... I wish the movie got to that more. You know what yeah, I'm no, saying? No, like, that would have been great. Like, but... I feel it with his dad, because his dad owns the bar, and he's, like, we're watching that, like, his dad's sitting, he's sitting with his dad, and he's talking about, oh, that uh, that firefighter who died, yeah. with the picture on the wall, I went to grade school with him, remember this? And he's like, oh, my God. You know, so, like, I really feel like his dad you get it with is, the, yeah. like, the is is, like, doing all that 
hard labor for for the um, like symbolism and stuff. But I really wish it was laced throughout the movie more. I really wish that they talked about it more than just that one scene at uh, Barry Pepper's apartment. Which I do like that because it's a good scene between him and Philip Seymour Hoffman. I, I don't know. I, I, I just I just liked it because it just again it was just like good to show like that you know they have a really um, interesting relationship. Like Phil Seymour Hoffman is such mm-hmm. a you know he's a teacher and supposedly he's a trust fund guy versus Barry Pepper came from nothing and now is like a successful on Wall Street. So it's just like his response. Uh, he's I think uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman says, "Oh, I read in the Times that." the air is like they're saying the air, the air, air is bad, is bad down, there. down here yeah, yeah. And he's and he like fuck everything. that i read the post mm-hmm. and so just like I, I like that little exchange and so again i agree that like it definitely could have been uh, you know well it's funny that the barry pepper character is very funny because he goes from being like kind of sympathetic in this from living down in that section and, and having that all that emotional trauma to then i think about like a couple years later he's one of the assholes on wall street that is just like robbing people blind probably you know so it's like it's very conflicting nowadays going back to watch this be like i don't care about this wall street douchebag like i don't care about his feelings like i don't really find him interesting i don't even really understand why they're friends with him but but he does a really good job yeah but but yeah yeah but that's the other thing it's really good performance yeah you know so we see that Ed Norton's character is like leaving the game or about to leave the game. They're going to throw a retirement party for him. And yeah, yeah. He says get, to the junkie in the beginning, he's been touched. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's going away. Yeah, and that's how we get our first Philip Seymour Hoffman scene because he goes. Ed Norton's character goes. What, what do we have his name? Oh, Monty, a, right? Yeah, yeah. Monty goes to the school that Philip Seymour Hoffman teaches, which at. was the school, the high school they went to. Yeah, yeah. kids. Because yeah, it starts off, he's you know he's got and it's uh, like that Monty was Upper West Side out. High School, I believe, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and he goes to visit, uh, which is kind of telling, right? Like Seymour, Philip Seymour Hoffman, like never left the block. Like his character yeah. grew up Jacob. there, went to school there. Now he teaches at that school. Yeah, Jacob Alinsky, and it's Jacob. a nice school in a nice neighborhood. Yeah, and he's like a, like I said, a nice Jewish guy teaching at his alma mater. Yeah. And this is where we also see uh, Anna Paquin and uh, all of her career, really, is after she won an Academy Award. Yeah. How many people could say Which that? Which is crazy, because now fly, when I think of her... Home, so. <laughs> I think of her <laughs> now as uh, Sookie Stackhouse from True Blood. Yeah, True Blood. <gasps> I love... Kyle, it's Kyle, you're so campy, dude. Uh, I I'm number one, it. I'm a sucker for blondes, and she's just... She's gorgeous. She, she was like pre-Khaleesi, like platinum HBO girl. Yeah. So what do, you think of, what do you think of her in this film as a high school student? Well, she's... Older in real life than the, <laughs> seven, the seventeen-year-old character, but I'm not a fan of tattoos, so I don't like the tattoos. Yeah, that's like a sun tattoo. It's very telling. Yeah. That's from Batista. Yeah. yeah, and I think Ed Norton says at one point, like, just stop talking. You like, know that, talks. right? Like Dave Batista, his tattoo is a sun around his belly button. That's yeah, unfortunate. It's very masculine. <laughs> yeah. well, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say that to his face. Exactly. Like, that's a little Dave bit of a tattoo. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, after that, Monty walks in and has a little exchange with uh, Jacob and just says like, "Oh, you know, like I've, we, we change have our plans, right? We, yeah, we we got a little change of plans. I have to talk to my father, and then we got we're definitely gonna go to that one club because it's just like we keep getting club. Al- it was a real club, the bridge, yeah, the bridge club. We keep getting alluded to that like he's got to talk to." So it's the so I mean Tony Sarkozy plays a Ukrainian is it a Russian mob? I'm pretty or sure it's the Russian mob. Russian mob. He mentions that because they say Little Odessa at one point. Okay, yeah, but that's in Ukraine. Oh, so maybe well, now it's, it's in Russia. Thank you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thanks, Putin. Uh, question about Hoffman. Like, here's my yeah, ma- here's my major question about him in this movie. Was he typecast? Because I find him playing stuff he does kind of a lot already to this point and doing it very well, but it doesn't see it kind it doesn't seem like he's very challenged in this. I feel like he's doing what he's done before very well. Yes. but I've seen this. I was gonna say that technically, like, like I think it's safe to say his character has. I mean, like you know, there's the big stuff between him and. Um, Paquin's Paquin's character's name is Mary, Um, but like that's like you know that's his big Mm -hmm. conflict in the movie. But definitely like Ed Norton and Barry Pepper, just theirs gets like the most. Yeah, I mean, right? He's got the least Irish guys from the neighborhood, you know. Yeah, Uh, Phillips Murphy's kind. It's it's weird that he would be even friends with them as a kid. Yeah, but, but, I mean, well, I see him well, as the one who did like all their homework. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah well, they say like he's like the, you know the nicest of us, and he's the be- he's like the best of he's us. He's like the heart, so, so the heart of the Ghostbusters. To answer your question, I think a little bit. I think a little bit typecasted, but I I have no problem with that because mm. this is a yeah. role he plays great. Me neither. Yeah, yeah. And, and I forgot right. to mention we were all discussing it. This, like I said, it was the first time I'd seen this film, and I actually like I mentioned I was pleasantly surprised, and I actually liked this film because I just I was like, wow, okay, not so bad. It wasn't great, but I think Rotten Tomatoes had it at like seventy four percent for critic. It's definitely and, and something in the eighties for eighty five. Sorry, seventy eight percent. I know for, Roger Ebert really loved this movie. Oh, really? Well, it's definitely eighty five percent for audience. Dude, it does not. I'll tell you this. I just watched Che Part One and Two, which are each two hours and fifteen minutes long, and this flies by for two hours and fifteen. Yeah, minutes. yeah. It, 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 feel it that just long. drives like it has a rhythm to it. Like I'll give it that. Like yeah, it really it's just got a like tight charges feel, yeah. along. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's one of the, I'll say, like, one of the better pace films that we've seen on this series, which is awesome. So, uh, yeah, you were alluding to it, Kyle. His angle in this film is going to be with this Anna Paquin character, who's a young student. Visually, he's clearly <laughs> infatuated with her. Yeah, everything she does is yeah. very... She, she brings up sex a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if she's really, like, a... Uh, fleshed out character so much we find out i get the sense later that she finds out she might be a little more full of shit than she realizes like she kind of right like she's just really aggressively flirtatious yeah exactly like she she's this sexual temptation that we've seen in a million films since day one yeah, but he's a very straight laced guy. But this is also think about how he's dressed. How is he dressed? Like, like he's always in he his has teacher like a clothes. khaki jacket, like a tan. <laughs> he's jacket. always in his teacher clothes in yeah. the entire film. They go to the club and he's, and in he's his wearing a clothes. Yankees hat, which yeah, yeah, feels the Yankees hat. And but the guys, clothes. like this was sort of like very big in the news. Teachers sleeping with their students and all that. Like that was really kind of like, I mean, in the paper. So like, I feel like that might be included in here as a thread for that kind of reason, like, because there's a lot of attention to that at the time. Yeah. So I don't know how much of it's included in the book, but I am curious as, you know, again, because you can see Spike Lee was adapting it for, not that it was an old book, but mm-hmm. just the fact that he decided to add the nine 11 stuff. Yeah. What, it, it, I think the point being, he's just like, so if, yeah, I mean, Ben, Benioff wrote the script as well. Yeah. So clearly, I mean, he's a young guy at the time. Um, he's not, he doesn't have the Game of Thrones power he has today. So I'm <laughs> yeah. sure if Spike Lee said this is in the movie. He's like, okay. But he definitely, like, probably approved it to someone. I mean, I don't know. I haven't heard David Bennett also speak about this film. Yeah, I mean, 
his career is kind of like mixed to me because then he had like Troy. There's always mixed feelings on Troy. Oh no, trust oh, me. I've never Game seen of Thrones, Troy, which also it. stars um, what's his name, Brian Dan, Cox. Brian Cox. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, but then the Kite Runner. I never saw it, but that I got like a that lot. Of, that got a lot. Of love yeah, that has. Yeah, but like that's very, an adaptation of a very, uh, okay. very popular. Movie. And then a very uh, disliked movie, Wolverine Origins, was a. It's more of yeah. It's I wish he just went and made a Wolverine children's which, film instead of that, movie. which involves a different actor playing it, but Brian Cox right. is a character striker. <laughs> so, so even Benioff has X Men connections. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> this is like the one of the, every, well, every, yeah. Nowadays you can just easily connect six degrees of anyone. Yeah. yeah, they mentioned that in Snowden. It's like you know when you're searching for someone, as soon as you reach like six contacts after six contacts, you're like spread out into a web of all these strangers. <laughs> Snowden, an episode you you're snowed in under no, all no, these. That's not what it's about. <laughs> but uh, definitely, yeah. well, I haven't heard your Snowden episode. Oh, it's good. Check that out on Cage. Club. I need to catch up with my Cage, Cage actual Cage catch Cage club. from catch the Cage Club. I like at this point I'm like picking and choosing. He's only in that movie for like five minutes total. Oh, and we really? managed to talk about it for like an hour. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, we've easily done that for small uh, films here often. Yeah, well, we've had to. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and so I mean to go uh, along more with Anna Paquin mm-hmm. and so Mary and Jacob's relationship. After Monty leaves, then Jacob's in the teacher's lounge, and she comes in, and pretty much she, like, we don't know, we, we're very qu- questionable of, like, her intentions and what she wants, because she, she gives this whole speech of that, like, oh, you gave this guy that wrote a paper about his dead grandmother, uh, you know, an A+, plus, and you gave me a B or a B-, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, pretty much, like, I don't know. It's just very. She, she is, are, I think are, you said it before. She's like a temptress. Are we gonna play the clip? Uh, yeah. You have a minute? Sure. Yeah, come, come on in. I thought that no students were allowed in the teachers' lounge. I won't squeal on you. Yeah, take a seat. What can I do for you? I want to know why I got a B minus on my paper. You got what you earned. Nobody else in that class can write, and you know it. I know it. Everyone knows it. Don't worry about everyone else. You're not competing with them. Yeah, but I am, okay? I am competing with them. When when I apply to colleges, you might have heard of this. They they look at these things called grades. And if your grades aren't good enough, then... No, your grade's going to be fine. Vince Fiscala writes a story about his grandmother dying, and you give him an A+. Meanwhile, the night of the funeral, you know where Rhodes Scholar Vince is? Getting smashed at a basketball party and slapping girls' asses. I mean, what is that? A charity? A plus? I mean, everyone is always writing about their grandmothers dying. And you, you know why? It's, it's not because it's so traumatic. It's because it's a guaranteed A plus. And you're all sentimental, like, oh, Vince, that was, that was very powerful, very moving. No, it wasn't. You didn't care. I didn't care. Nobody cared. That's what grandmothers do. They die. Sometimes guys have a hard time showing their emotions. So, slapping my ass, that's uh, Vince's way of mourning his dead grandmother? What did your mother say when you, when you got that? When I got what? Uh, yeah. She said, um, where did you get the money for that? Oh, 
And and what did I say, or where did I get the money? Well, what did you say? I said he likes me. Oh. Does he? No. Why do you care so much? Just curious. So, um, you're not gonna change the grade? No, I'm not gonna change the grade. Great. You know what? This was a big waste of my time. Hold on. That was definitely where I started getting the, you know, uh, I want to sleep with my teacher thing. Oh, like, yeah. It was definitely not about, like, change my grade for me. Well, yeah, I have a question for you guys. Do you think she actually earned that grade, or do you think he, <laughs> he gave her that lower grade as kind of like, I don't want to favor something? Oh, I totally like... got that vibe, yeah. Well, that I, I, got, I, can't, I can't make it to, yeah. I thought he was going to yeah, say okay. something like, because she says, um, she says like, yeah, he got an A, I got a B, we're in the same class, and he, and he's, I thought he was going to say like, you're not competing against, he says like, you're not competing against him, but he doesn't say you're competing with yourself, which is where I thought he was going to go with that, so I, I felt like it was genuine, like he just wants to push her, like, she's clearly more talented. Like, she got up in class and did, like, that big monologue thing, and, like, everyone else was, like, not raising their yeah, hands. But his, yeah, but his I feel response like she's a, was just like, oh, but that, I feel like, like she's was a, great. Like, it was, you know, I that, feel like she's, like, an honor roll student, kind of, like, what are they called, overachiever, you know, like, kind of person, but maybe not. Yeah, again, I think, to go back to what you said earlier, she's not the best, like, fleshed-out character. Yeah. I think there's, like, a little bit of everything, because then she has this whole thing. He asked her about the tattoo and her what her mom said about it. Like, she didn't, it, like... It's like every like, city kid rolled up into one. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. 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 That is funny. It's like, every, it's like the gang from kids, but, like, just this one character. Yeah. So, uh, just, again, I just want to touch on some scenes. We, I'd like uh, later, uh, almost right after this, Ed Norton... And Rosario Dawson are kind of in the apartment enjoying the company of themselves. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we get to the couch scene. Yeah, it's a but, full flashback But scene. I think it's even in the trailer, that bathtub scene. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's I'm sorry, she's a beautiful lady. Like, Bless you. Bless you. Oh, well, I'm sure you still heard it via our microphone, so I'm not worried. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, yeah. She's, she, she's, she's a beautiful lady. Yeah. Like, uh, but <laughs> regardless. Natural? She's a natural beauty. She's all natural. <laughs> but uh, so natural and Monty are in the tub, and they're just like, you know, things are too perfect right now. Mm -hmm. Like you know, something's up. And he's like, oh, I, I, you know, they're talking about having kids. He calls them chalupas. Yeah, kind of slightly <laughs> a little. Like... Yeah, that that is a little uh, suspect. But she calls him out on it, which yeah. is cool. You know, they hear a knock on the door, and look, I'm sorry. He's like, oh, it's my mom, and she just opens it. I'm sorry, if you live with a known drug dealer and you have, like, 90 locks right there, look through the people. Yeah, look, look through, through the, the people. people. I mean, what are they going to do? Like, you know, Well, they like, would have gone to the couch and hit, maybe hit the stuff. Oh, good point. Yeah, they would have thrown out the window. I don't know. Could have been I mean, a pretty good hiding spot. Been, they could have At the same time, it's not that good of a hiding spot because just the off chance that the cop does sit down. Yeah, you should. Maybe, I would rather put it in the mattress. Well, something. we find out it didn't matter because he yeah. knew he had a tip. He knew where to look. Yeah, no, but I'm just still saying... Well, they would have had if he a, didn't a have shot. a tip. They would have had a chance, right? Like at least if she looked at the people and was like, "Monty, yeah. run!" Also, I wouldn't have hid the cash with the drugs. Yeah, yeah. Now both were busted. Yeah, and whatever happened to like a stash house? Like you don't keep your Green. shit in your own, you know, nest, right? Yeah, like, especially when you're living with someone you care about so much. Yeah, that's what I would think, right? Like you. Don't want to but then again, he's a he's a drug dealer, so he's an idiot. You know? <laughs> so like, 
<laughs> so he's going to do some idiot things. <laughs> true, true, fair. So we alluded to it. The police come. Yeah. Um, someone wanted to say something about this guy. Oh, yeah. This is uh, from The Wire, this guy. Yeah, He's yeah. in The Wire. He's in that movie Cedar Rapids where he's like, I do a great impression of Omar from The Wire. Yeah, and his oh, famous <laughs> line from The Wire, which he does several times in this, is just, he just goes, shit. shit. And I couldn't believe him, A, showing up, but B, like, Doing the same character, like he's not the, playing the same character, but he's basically <laughs> acting exactly the way he acts yeah. in The Wire. This it's was amazing. the precursor to Samuel L. Jackson using the, uh, you know, hold on to your butts now in <laughs> Kong Skull Island from Jurassic it, Park. Yeah, he really or saying the f word in a random place. But, oh man, they really should have. They gone. even ended the one the interrogation scene. The other flashback we get with cutting back to him, just like it was, just like oh, it's fun. It's like I don't know. It just again, the, it's it, like it sounds silly, but it's just like I. The biggest problem I have with this movie is like the editing. It just felt very, I don't know, hmm. out of place. Interesting. So uh, yeah, so this guy basically goes into uh, his house and knows exactly where he's keeping the drugs, and he's yeah. like, "This is an uncomfortable." Oh couch. man, they play like the cops in here are playing. I really feel like they're playing such great asshole cops, you know, like just like mm-hmm. holding it over, like waving it in front yeah. of his face, yep. like oh, just playing. literally because they could have barged in, like opened the yeah they had they, a warrant and everything. They could have opened the couch right away and be like, "You motherfucker!" Yeah, yeah they're, they're just toying, toying with them. yeah. yeah. Like 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 a mouse, like like yeah. a cat with a mouse, you know, it's funny. Um, yeah, and then we get, of course, interrogation, and this is where you kind of see Rosario Dawson's character, like, go into the, the room, right? Where... Yeah, and this is where suspicion starts to build of, it's, like, there's a little bit of, like, a whodunit, who... who yeah, who uh, ratted him who, out. You know, because, yeah. again, this is it's the final... It's obvious somebody ratted him out. Because yeah, because, again, this, so this is the final day of, I mean, what is, I mean, it's called 25th Hour, which, which uh, I mean. Yeah, well, this this part isn't, right? Wait, let's clarify this. This whole movie takes place in the same no, thing? No, 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 no. those oh, are no, flashbacks. No, no. no this but is I'm just flashback. saying. Okay, I was like, whoa. No, when no. did the trial happen? That would have been amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying. What country are like you Like, we saw him on the bench in yeah, the beginning, and Yeah, besides the flashbacks, everything is, like, the last, you know, like, his last day. A yeah, lot yeah, of stuff yeah. happening yeah, at nighttime. after this. But it's just still, like, so in this final day he's saying goodbye to people but there still is this little and it, him really a big part of it is like prepping himself mentally for going to jail like right. it's brought up several times i mean there's a huge the big like kind of climatic scene in the movie is just based upon what will help him maybe stay safer in, a fight club in scene prison. yeah <laughs> exactly yeah and nor is like yeah. i was in this movie the other year called fight club yeah and i need you to punch me yeah, as yeah, hard as you can yeah, just, he, just, <laughs> he becomes the angel in this movie yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah i'm so i mean it's dealing with a lot of that but then a big part is still like oh who ratted me out yeah 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 and a lot of people are point even, including like he's questioning it the one character that's saying oh it's definitely not natural is uh, his father. Right. He's the only one, basically. Yeah. Uh, and Norton's questioning it, and then Barry Pepper definitely yeah. like Tony Saragusa is saying suspicions. it's her, and yeah. then Barry Pepper calls her out. And Even saying, dude, just yeah. like gives her like a quadruple slur at the bar. I yeah. couldn't believe that. I was like, holy! He just like destroyed that relationship forever. They're never gonna be friends again. Uh, he's really got some like yeah. issues. That guy. Uh, we, we see Hoffman. Again, I think well, obviously, but we. What was the next time we see Hoffman? Well, there's that. Well, we see a couple. A couple like the next time he goes to uh, then 
to what what is uh, Barry Pepper's character's name? Frank? Frank? No. What is it? <laughs> it would be Frank, right? It is. It's Frank. Oh, it's, yeah. it, it just feels like Frank. She calls him Francis. Okay. Oh, right, right, right. Um, but yeah, Fra- he goes to Frank's apartment, and we've discussed that right. part. The but the next is that right. then there, before they meet up at the club, there's this, it's a diner. Yeah, yeah. The so, di- there's a diner scene. There's a, there's a, oh no, Chinese food restaurant. Oh, Chinese. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because right. he's eating with his hands, yeah. and they're talking about manners. Yeah. So let's I, let's play that for you guys. There's a great, great scene. What is that? Sixty-second percentile. Yeah. That's you. That's where you rate. All the bachelors in New York were all competing for the same women. Well, the straight bachelors. And I'm in the sixty-second percentile. Yes, sir. So in other words, I'm better than sixty-two percent of the New York bachelors. Well, you rated higher than them. Yeah. But worse than what? 38%? no 100%. How'd you come up with 62? There's a little science figuring it out. There's a science of figuring it out. That sounds very scientific. Now, if I may inquire what you're rating. Funny you should ask. Because mm-hmm. I happen to fall right in the 99 percentile. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Who came up with the ratings? I didn't. You came up with the ratings. Mm-hmm. And you get a 99. It's very interesting. Yeah. What are these uh, based on? It's just a system. I mean, that's your rating. I mean, I'm not saying you're a bad person, Jay. No, you're just saying I'm a bad bachelor. No, you know, you're, you're better than an average bachelor. What are, what are the criteria? First, money. You have none. Trust funds don't count for shit because it's a red flag that says mommy and daddy could turn off the cash flow one day. So that right there keeps you out of the top 10%. 10% of the gold diggers? 10% period. Two, you got chronic bad breath. No offense, but most women will sleep with a guy with stank breath, so... Fuck you. No, you don't have to get so annoyed, all right? I am annoyed. What puts you in the 99th percentile? That's what I'm wondering. Okay, well, first of all, I, uh... What, besides your salary and all the money you make? Right. I happen to be blessed with a very big dick. Genetics, man. Doesn't dyeing your hair drop you down a few places? Nope, not at all. It only bother women if it bothered me. Going gray does bother you. Oh, it doesn't. Of course it doesn't. If, you, if it didn't bother you, you wouldn't smear that goop all over your scalp 10 billion times a day. Hair's a non-issue, Jake. Yeah. Well, is dirt table manners an issue? Yeah, that silver thing to the left of your plate, that's called a fork. Yeah. And when people eat rice, they use chopsticks or a fork. Yeah, grown people don't eat Fried rice with their bare hands. <laughs> no, you, like, you don't know how to behave. You bust my balls in the way I eat? You spend the whole week figuring out how to defraud foreign governments, whatever you do, and then you, you get out of there and you go out to the strange world outside your office called reality, and you don't know how to behave. Oh, yeah? That's my case. You tell me about reality? Jacob, you're a rich Jewish kid from the Upper East Side who's ashamed of his wealth. <coughs> you walk around unhappy 24-7, trying to make up for the fact that you were born privileged. Fuck that. You know what? That's just some knee-jerk liberalism bullshit, man. You call that reality? Yeah, so, I mean, everyone's got a friend with some bullshit theory like that right? yeah <laughs> I, love, I, I love the stock exchange guy has like the percentage i mean I, oh, it's great it's great of jake to be like and you came up with this mm-hmm, so you're mm-hmm, conveniently yeah. have are in the 99 percent how are you and kyle well that's how there's oh yeah let's read yeah. each other 
No. Oh, I thought you were making. I thought you were making. Gonna make a uh, a joke about the one percent. Yeah. Oh, because the financial oh, oh, I, <laughs> definitely uh, in the ninety nine. No, no, guys. no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm asking you, what percentile are you in on the dating market? On the dating market, um, ba- ba- on right. on on his scale, I'm like probably like thirty five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't appear on his scale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you have different. Definitely have a different rubric yeah. than he does. I would say. Yeah, I think we all probably do. Well, we don't rate people like that. Well, I don't know. Maybe you do. I've never used that. I mean, like. He, he makes things priority versus there's just certain things that like outweigh like you know there's other movies that obviously do comparison you mm. know it's a very popular well, in like, like rom-coms yeah, they yeah. do that a lot what makes that Ooh. person how about that film 10 that started Pretty Lady yeah she was a 10 yeah I would say but <laughs> well, usually... what's funny about his scale is how superficial it is as a like they all are but his are, isn't based on personality at all you know it's like purely looks Money, yeah, because money, apartment looks, status, yeah. right? Yeah. But Dick like, size, of the two people well, talking, just, yeah, he's, yeah. of the two people talking, like Philip Seymour Hoffman is by far like the safer bet, like the better catch, you know, like the yeah. guy who isn't gonna fuck you over. Or yeah, but no, like that. no way, like, but it, he's got it, chronic bad breath. Well, according <laughs> to according to Frank, <laughs> no who, way you know, the open market is Philip Seymour Hoffman's character here. What's his name again? I keep forgetting. Jake. Jake. Um, equal or even on par with Barry Pepper's character. Barry Pepper's character has the the air of being rich. Yeah, but he's also got the air of being a fucking asshole too. Those guys <laughs> get girls. I know, but what you know? Those guys. What get kind girls. of meaning? There's no meaning behind any of that stuff for them. So, well, it's, well, we it's can, all fleeting. We can, all, we can have another podcast about that. I suppose well, he's loyal, so I guess if someone gets to know him, maybe he's like. Well, he's loyal to his friend he knew since they were like in kindergarten yeah. together. But he's not loyal to that guy's girlfriend, <laughs> you know. Like you see what he says to Rosario Dawson. Like he really treats women like garbage. I don't know. Yeah. No. Yeah. He's very like misogynistic. Yeah. So so uh, there's a scene right after this that I think is kind of funny, or not funny, but like Ed Norton hits on uh, Rosario Dawson. It's a flashback. Yeah. yeah. It's when they it's meet, and she's like in like a. Catholic schoolgirl outfit. Yep. Okay, it feels really bad car- calling out Barry Pepper's character, and then you say schoolgirl yeah. outfit. I'm like, eight. oh my god, <laughs> she's 18. No, I know. Yeah. yeah she, so she is 18 here. We should clarify. But how, what's their age difference? What do you think? They never really say it, but except so well, he's gonna be 38 when yeah. he gets out. So, so he's, he's 31, 31. But they never say like how long ago that is. I thought they were together for. Uh, Three to five years? They said something like three... He said something. I've been doing this let's for just, five let's years. Just, let's just... Okay, let's say... Nothing, let's, no problem. Let's say... Let's just call it five years. Okay. So he was 26 and she's 18. All right, well... Look, look, um, it's not... That's, it's not. You so know, then five she, will get you 10, but it's consent. It's age of consent, 18. Oh, yeah, of so. course. So uh, in yeah. this movie, technically, I guess, then he's 31 and she's 20. I mean, you know what? It sounds worse when you're both younger, but if you look at, like, Alec Baldwin or something like yeah, that, well, I mean, even, I like, remember, even David Lynch, even right? Like, like, they like they always trade up for, like, 30 year the president... Uh, Trump right. is a lot exactly. older than his wife. Oh, which POTUS gets a shout-out in this movie, which yes. also the last, not the last time Trump? we did a podcast, but one of the the podcasts we've done, Trump was mentioned in... The uh, Cusack one? The Cusack oh, one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. the hotel, so we were getting oh, a lot yeah. of... They got the Trump curse. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the one thing about this scene, too, where uh, Ed Norton's meets Rosario Dawson... Uh-huh. They're meet-cute. Yes, they're meet-cute. <laughs> in the jungle Am tree? I supposed to, like, have... What? It didn't really bother me, but I think it should have more that like he's a drug dealer at a playground. Well, he does. Broad, a, yeah, he does like a drug. So what did he burn in broad up? daylight? 
Oh, so he made he made he like made a the little deal yeah. with that yeah. businessman, and the guy gave him. He's like, reach out. Here's a number. That uh, I feel like it was just he wanted. It was like a contact. Like oh. call this guy. He can help you out. And yeah, maybe he just he either memorized the number and burned it, or he said something like, I don't need. I do my own thing, or something yeah. like that. But yeah, yeah but you're right. He's just like this scumbag dealing drugs at a broad a daylight at a daylight. playground. And she, yeah. she's on the swings and. That she didn't go. She didn't go to the same school, right? I don't get the sense that they she went just to the same to high school. She just played basketball. But but no, 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 her, no, no, friend, no, no. her friend, her friend's yeah. brother. No, they did go to the same school because she's like, wasn't he in your brother's grade? And her friend was like, yeah, I yeah, know that yeah, dude. Did, he's yeah. bad news. Like, let's get going. So well, like, maybe, yeah. he's hanging around his old high old school. Old stomping grounds because that's why he got kicked out of that school <laughs> for dealing weed. For dealing weed. So yeah, like he's a he real, said to the teacher in the beginning. That uh, because he got into a fight. That's what I'm saying about the dog stuff in the beginning and him sort of being like this baby face. It's like it tricks you into. Tobey Maguire would have been horrible. No, he would have been. But I'm just saying (laughs) for the character, you're tricked into like this like empathy for this guy because you know like he cares about animals and he's nice to the people who he likes and he's like this young looking guy. But you like constantly forget like. He's just like a pimp drug dealing kind of guy. Like, there's really, he's really a bad dude. Like, Frank says it at times. He's like, we never said anything, but like, it was always there, but we just never yeah, said anything every- about it. Like, all the money comes from destroying other people's lives. Everyone definitely has that moment. And, um, you know, like, from his father, Frank, not really. I don't know if Jake, Jake really, like, says anything, but then even, I mean, Morty. Then going through that whole like when he's seeing all the you know, when he when he, go, when he goes into his dad's bar and it says "fuck you" on the mirror and he yeah, goes yeah. through that whole thing he says just fuck like himself. <laughs> and then he yeah his and he dad's does name like is Morty. What's that? His dad's name is Morty. No, his he's Morty. I yeah, said. So. He's Monty. Monty. Oh, Monty. Monty. oh yeah, Sorry. I'm so confused. Like, Sorry. Wait, no, his father's Morty? name is James. James, James. Okay. Yeah, because okay, it's a good yeah, strong name. Yeah, yeah, good, good strong <laughs> Irish name. There's a little bit of an Irish. My middle name. Yeah. Oh man. I think we skipped over. Gonna the call one you scene. Jimmy from now on. <laughs> I think we skipped over the one scene. I mean, whatever. Because, uh, but we alluded to it before the really Spike Lee scene where he's just like with all the cursing and yeah, and yeah. All, all the uh, yeah, racial racial epithets, yeah, racial and things. Stuff. And he, like, yes, he does mock Dominicans and yeah, almost everything. So he's not actually saying those things though, because the mirror is talking, right? Well, yeah, the way I saw it was. That's like his in yeah his inner monologue like those those are his emotions and then he finally says fuck you to the mirror to himself which is blaming yeah, like no fuck you yeah. not them it's not them it's yeah. you you're the fucking I asshole. accept the like, blame like right you, gotta, you know and he and, and by the end he says stuff like that right he's like I should have like six months ago I was gonna come to you yeah. and invest like I should have done this I should have done that well, I could have been a doctor mm-hmm. whatever like why did I do this to myself like and, I like that he has that sort of like epiphany and that's why i mean he's a really good character and it is a good movie because it pretty much i mean i i've never known anyone that's gone through that experience or you know come close uh but to me like that's definitely it really covered the whole emotional range and the questioning you just Mm. must be doing before he definitely takes a while to freak out right like you could tell something's bothering him for the whole movie and he won't talk about it and a couple times he brings up how scared he is about going in there because of the way he looks and you know he acts all tough on the outside but really he doesn't know if he's gonna survive yeah just like put eat a bullet instead you know yeah they go through that options both frank and but then it's like weird because it's dropped so quick because he has to go deal with the russian guys and then we go over here and over there and then we'll come back to it for a minute and it gets real as hell again and then it 
gets dropped for a while, yeah. and then at the end, it really yeah, all comes then they're at the club, and down. it's good for yeah, a little bit. So, right. so like, it, it keeps bringing up these three options. Yeah. Which are, like you said, kill himself. Right. Uh, run, run away. Run away. Mm-hmm. Or go to prison. Or serve time. But most of the time, you feel like he's just going to go to prison. Yeah, but you also get the sense that he's not going to fight. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like at the end... He's going to go and he's going to try as opposed to just feeling like he can't deal with it, right? Like, he's going to try and deal with it, whereas most of the movies, like, I can't do it. Like, there's no way. Like, how am I going to do it? And people are saying, like, you're fucking Monty. You can do anything, like, this and that. Like, uh, and I feel like by the end, like, you know, he may not survive. Like, the things he talks about happening could happen to him, but I feel like he's at least going to try in some way. And I feel like that's why he gets his friend to beat the shit out of him. Because he's decided I'm going in, and I'm going to go in on my own terms, yeah. and I'm going to go in and do it the best way I can. And so his plan to fuck up his face was like actually a really smart plan. Yeah, at least for the first like, yeah. week or two. So what I like about this movie out front for our podcast's sake, I, now that I think about it, we do see Philip Singerhoffman a lot in this film. Oh, he's got some great scenes. I mean, once they get to the club, there's like... Or, or really having that great... bar scene before it where we first see Rosario Dawson in that dress you were alluding to. Uh-huh. Silver dress. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's when the bartender... Right the bar before they go to the club, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The bartender oh, yeah. calls out Frank's um, system, where he's like... <laughs> yeah. he's the bartender and Philip Seymour Hoffman is like, I, I'm only a 63, and she's like, oh, if I, the thing. And he's like, you've heard of it? He's like, everyone in the bar knows Frank's system. <laughs> <laughs> I think, though, Philip Seymour Hoffman, where I, he gets typecast, because he's good at this, this, is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's why people get typecast. Yeah. Like, because they're good at playing that He is role, so really. good at the subtleties in these scenes. Yeah. The way he hugs Rosario Dawson when he first sees her, it's just like so like, her, 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 like awkward. It's just, like, it's just like, again, it comes down often, to his you know? mannerisms. I love that he has yeah. like the glasses in this film. He's got a lot of props. And like you said, hat. he's always dressed like a like a teach, like a safe, like it's like safe. Well, yeah. look at him. He, I mean, like he's dressed like a boy. Like he's literally a boy still, right? With the baseball hat and the jacket and you know the khakis. Like yeah, like Frank's got is, the popped uh, yeah, you know, shirt. Everyone else the is ready to head. party. Yeah. and go out and and fucking you know strut and floss and do their thing and dance the night away and everything. And he's like. Yeah, like ready to go see a movie or something. Mold, did they give a mold to Rosario Dawson? Yeah, they. That's okay. yeah. I, either that or they like really. She wasn't like, believable. Like, Latina it. enough, if I got. <laughs> <laughs> or if she has one, they like made it up. Enhanced, yeah. perhaps. It's not natural. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> We're watching the movie in the background. That's why yeah. I uh, randomly brought up her mole. But yeah, she, again, she's a very, a very attractive lady, to put it nicely. Yeah. Um, no, but this the club scene is like. I think, like, the crux of this film, you know? Yeah. It's like yeah. the core of the movie. Um, first, we were outside the club, mm-hmm. and this is just for our guy, Philip Zimmer Hoffman, a big thing, because, of course, it's not even, you know, it's, it's a weekday, right? They mentioned it's like a school night. Yeah. And Anna Paquin's character is, like, in line. Mary Denunzio. <laughs> but that's typical if you live in New York, right? Get the, like, at least for movies. I don't, I'm not a New Yorker, but I always just got the sense that young kids went out on school nights clubbing because you could just, like, get around so easily. Take a yeah. subway oh, yeah, or a easy. cab or any... So you could leap blocks quickly and get home when you needed to and all that. So the fact that this 17-year-old girl was out on a school night... And I her mom like, doesn't care. I believe that. Like, I bought that. Yeah. I thought a, it was it just a good development. Like, oh, it for, totally for blows For Phil Hoffman. Because like, oh, but it know. doesn't feel contrived, you know no, what I'm saying? No, 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 it doesn't. Like, it feels like the payoff yeah. to that setup. Oh, of course. And then, uh, like, I mean, he's 
like it's awkward <laughs> between the two of them, and he's still outside. Oh my god, and I love yeah. Mo- Monty comes back out and. But I love the, the whole DJ conversation. What's the name of this DJ or whatever? I forgot. Oh, it's I got like a, oh yeah, 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 thing. And she's like, "Oh, I'm here to see the DJ." And oh, you like him too? He's like, "Yeah, yeah." I like his earlier. Yeah, he's like seventeen year old <laughs> DJ. He's like I'm more into his earlier work because <laughs> he's bullshitting, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Monty lets lets her in because you know it's a girl and yeah, whatever. Well, she's with friends, time. and he's like, "Oh, you got." Are they, are they girls? And she's like, no. So he just brings her in. Or right, yeah, that's the best line. He's like, you're out of your mind? Yeah, yeah. I can't bring it. I can't bring it, guys. You know? <laughs> okay, so. It's a pretty good impression. Cut, cut, cut to inside this uh, this club. I kind of laughed watching it, you know, like this time for the podcast. Because, I mean, it's been a while. Uh, and the song, and I think it's used actually earlier in this movie that like do 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 do. Oh, oh the white, white lines. lines. Tell me, Chef. Chef. Oh, yeah. It's using Chef's all of a sudden when I'm watching this. I'm like, okay. I'm hungry because especially it's during Pop, it's when he pedal. it's when he leaves and he's cooking all the food okay. at his apartment to bring back to all the like, I think it, they might. Is it on the? Is it the DVD song? Theoretically. Like you, the menu, like the menu, like it, it might be. I don't might know. Be. It's something that like definitely. Was, I'm like, yeah. I heard this song. Oh, don't forget it because I have it in my notes. Uh, Patrice, our guy Patrice, is the bouncer. Yeah, so that was yeah. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Patrice O'Neill. Patrice O'Neill is the bouncer. Yeah. Um, no, but in this club is like where the action happens. Yeah. I um, laugh because eat. it's like they they mention something of it being. Really, or like she says, we weren't allowed in because it's that maximum. They're yeah, not they stopped We go into this club and it's not like no, packed but at they're all. in the VIP section. Yeah, no, 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 no. But even like when they're like walking no, around, they, they, people clubs, are dancing. Clubs, 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 I just, I just the, laughed because they said artificial little, numbers. But the Don't main, you hate yeah. that when like you're you go to a restaurant, yeah, and uh, table for two. Like let's check Dude, if we have a table. They told and her that there's so many. They tables. told her that because it was one girl with three guys. They said yeah, sorry, yeah. maximum yeah. capacity. No, I know. But that, also, and then in also, the bar when yeah. they show people dancing, it's in the actual dance floor is packed. Yeah. you know, it's like all blue lights and the guys spinning. And yeah, but I mean, it's like a full on like. You said this is a real bar. Uh, I don't know if they shot it at that bar. Uh-huh. Or, uh, I forgot what the name was. You the said bridge, bridge bar? Bridge, bridge, bridge club. Yeah, bridge club. I looked it up, and it, it actually... Okay. So, I mean, I've never been to this it place. It was a club at the But time. it just also, for, like, audio purposes, because obviously there's some, like, serious conversations oh, like, at this place. Yeah. It's just really funny that, like, then there's just, like, for a club, like, crazy dance club, it's really quiet in some areas. There's so, one again, room I just wasn't like sure. the quiet yeah. room. Yeah, so I was yeah. just like, oh, is it, like... I, it just, Dude. as far as the location, I know... Uh, well, yeah, because like right, she goes to see the DJ, and then they go to the quiet room, and she yeah. doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, there was um, some deleted scenes that took place in the club, and it was really funny to watch how they shot it because they're screaming at each other, but there's no music playing. Oh, <laughs> you know, awesome. but they have to act like it's yeah. really loud and everything. So that's always fun. I'll take Anna Paquin and Rosario Dawson dancing <laughs> together any day. Of the week. I'd Give rather, it each other, I'd like winking at each other, like. I'm not telling the eight, <laughs> I'm closer. I think I'm closer. I'm only like a few years younger than Rosario Dawson. I was like, maybe I'll run into her on the street one day. And get lost. She's dating Luke Cage, so you're in a shot. She's dating who? Luke Cage. In real life? Luke Cage no. is a comic book character. Oh. <laughs> I was like, seriously? Oh, I didn't know that. Mike, Night Mike Coulter. So, uh, Saragusa shows up. Saragusa. Yeah, this is one of the many things. I just wanted to comment on his very purple shirt. Yes. An allusion to obviously his play with the Ravens. I find that funny. <laughs> <laughs> he says. <laughs> No, funny uh, you should say oh, funny that. Funny you should say yeah. that. 
So uh, that's wait, that's the best though, because then Philip Seymour Hoffman is like the English professor, so he's trying to explain yeah, what a turn of phrase is. He doesn't even want to explain, but it's <laughs> so and, beyond. Yeah, like, Monty's yeah. just like, hey, English professor. It's not even so. like something you can really like. I feel like you either get it or like explaining it ruins it. Like, how can you? Even, whatever. Yeah. I don't know they kind of drop it anyway. Let's just drop but, it. But the whole purple shirt thing is something that you were saying, Mike. Um, it's totally. Hey guys, if you haven't figured it out, is is this football player you were mm-hmm. thinking of? Yeah, because he's wearing uh, his jersey. <laughs> so, like, yeah, it, it has numbers on the back. I can't. No, no his number isn't necessarily. But... <laughs> no, but essentially, I mean, essentially, he runs around is. screaming ninety-eight. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the goose. But I, I mean, I, I almost wish there was a little more, like hidden celebrities like that in this. You know what I'm saying? Like, we get Patrice, we get that guy, like, I wish, yeah, there, I wish there were a couple a more. celebrity at this point. Well, no, but a cameo. I mean, he was a comic, he was a, he was a big comic, like, and on Opie and Anthony and stuff, like, he was really coming into his own yeah. like, way back mm-hmm. then, too. It's like Craig uh, Robinson being a bouncer and knocked up. <laughs> well, yeah. So I'm surprised that uh, Spike Lee didn't just like pepper in a couple more. Barry Pepper. <laughs> Barry, Barry. He didn't Barry pepper in a couple more New Yorkers. <laughs> like, let me like throw a couple more faces on here. Can't think of a celebrity with salt in it. <laughs> see, well, good thing you see in this club scene though too is that, and you said this earlier, Kyle. The dynamic between Phil Seymour's character and Ed Norton's is so different than the dynamic between mm-hmm. Barry Pepper's mm-hmm. and Ed Norton's. Uh, like kind of their last convo. What what is their last big convo? Right, that's how oh, he's gonna take the dog. Take the dog, yeah, yeah. Doyle, Doyle, Doyle's the name which is the dog. that's a funny thing with Tony Syracuse in the beginning. Like again, his like not understanding it's Murphy's Law, but he calls oh, yeah, it Doyle. Yeah. <laughs> like, so that's what the dog's name is. Oh, Doyle. because oh, I thought he oh, I thought he said Hoyle because no, according to Hoyle because of Hoyle's rules of games, and so I thought he got Hoyle mixed up with Murphy. Nice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, then I'm adding another layer to it. Yeah, I like my interpretation, <laughs> no, and, and, and I like that scene too. Like Hoffman's like, oh, you like, you, I can't take this responsibility. Like, but he wanted the dog, right? Yeah, because he wanted, he, he's yeah. asking. He asked. Like, yeah, he's, be nice if you could take the dog to prison. With he's. Him. <laughs> He's so, it, he, is totally a, like, he is a kid. You're right. He is a kid. He's, he's like, totally like, I can't take that. You know, I yeah. can't. But he wants it. Oh, yeah, like, and, and, and we see it's kind of a payoff a little bit. Yeah, it, it could be his. That that brings him oh, up. Now he's that, he's not at 62. Oh, he's at like 60. Yeah, the appropriate age girl. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like hits on him at the end. But yeah, I mean, it, again, the club is like a very important location, and we just have like all these very. Like everyone kind of goes off with one another. Like you know, Ma- uh, Monty knows. Monty tells Jake to stay there, and he and Frank go up and they're talking. And he says like, uh, you know, I'm gonna ask you like a favor, and we see, uh, you know, Rosario and Anna Paquin on the dance floor. But then Monty goes up and he talks with his Russian yeah, guys. Yeah, I love I love a good party scene. You know, I love yeah. a good scene. And this is for him. Well, it's so funny where like Anna Paquin's like, who are you? Are you famous or yeah, something? Well, and yeah, he just yeah. like, doesn't even acknowledge. He's just like, have your champagne. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's what's the what's the toast he gives? Oh, he's well, like champagne with friends. Yeah. Uh, and no, and and I, no, I wish. Ha- I gotta look this up. I yeah, gotta look it's this no, up. but it's a real. Qu- it's from literature. Yeah, it's like a. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it's I didn't a turn. Think it's made it like a. Well, would have been. No, I. I get that. Been Oh, here it is. Champagne for my real friends and real pain for my sham friends. Sham, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that guy got some pain. He got dealt pain, didn't he? Yeah. 
also feel, speaking of like their dynamic, I also feel like when the three of them are together before the club, it's like old times. Yeah. And then when they start sort of like pairing off a little bit in the clubs and uh, and stuff, yeah, you're right. It feels very tense. Like they have each other's back well, and the, their family. Yeah. But like it's well, like Guardians of the Galaxy. Like you know they don't always love each other, but they got their back. Well, at the club, each of them are put into like. Almost, I mean, Barry Pepper is definitely like at the finals, like his biggest struggle. But they each are put into a weird scenario, mm-hmm. being that Philip Seymour Hoffman has to deal with Mary, Barry Pepper, and why am I blanking on Rosario Dawson? Natural, Natural, and Natural Rivera. Yeah, no, Riviera. Riviera, which yeah. is so stupid. Uh, they have their yeah, like they that. have their squabble yeah and then Monty's being dealing with the Russians yeah. so they each each of our three main guys like have their their you little know, uh, their, subplots yeah with. Yeah. exactly and they find <laughs> out the the answer to the core mystery of the movie which is who dropped dime on Monty. Yeah, it could only have been two people, and it wasn't Rosario Dawson. Yeah, he's afraid. It's even the conversation with his father. He kind of is like, "Oh my God, I think it was her." But nope, nope. It's our purple shirt wearing <laughs> football friend, Tony yeah. Saragusa. I have no choice. Yeah. I have Mom, no choice. And so, so you're alluding to a scene where they he's with like his old boss, and the mm-hmm. boss is telling him all the times he was in jail and yeah. like what to do. And yeah, fourteen. I went first time. They bring jail. in the goose, and and that he'll also. Then he kind of threatens his dad and says he could use someone yeah. like Monty's dad. I think he was testing him, wasn't he? Yeah, because I if he so. asked for the help, then it would have been like an admission of guilt. But since he sort of held his own and said, yeah. "I don't need it," that it was like, oh. He, I believe. Him. Yeah, and I didn't tell them anything they wanted. They like he says, and, and like, <laughs> like they wanted information. They like they would have let him go or oh. given him a lesser. You know, oh yeah, yeah. There's a deleted scene where uh, the lawyer, Monty's lawyer is talking with those guys, and he's like, "Why do you think they let him out if he squawked? Like he'd be in witness protection, yeah. or something like that." Yeah, and, yeah. Instead, but, he's out on the street. Yeah, uh, and he, well, he doesn't shoot him. No. No, no, but which which is but he has a moment where it would have been totally fine to kill somebody, which might. is a very rare moment in yeah, life. But <laughs> very rare moment in life. It's happened to you a couple times. Yeah. It'll only happen three or four times. So take advantage. Why'd you pull a gun on me right now? <laughs> because it's one of those moments. <laughs> so almost concurrently, though, we have like a very pivotal scene with our guy. Phil yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. Like it's yeah, and I love ahead there. This yeah. is you say you love like a good party scene. I love the like. The setup, uh, pretty much like the the cinematography in this scene. It's, oh yeah, where it follows them from the front. Yeah, because it goes from uh, you know it's just like great blocking. Yeah, lots of long beca- takes. Because she leaves the booth. To well, go up to the bathroom. Yeah, to go up to the bathroom. Oh well, yeah, let I me mean, let's set yeah. this up. Or, okay. Well, no, we'll play. Yeah, we'll yeah, play, let's play the clip. We'll play the clip. Jake the snake. Jake the snake. What are you doing? Don't panic. Nobody here gives a shit. I give a shit. I give a shit. You know what happens if someone sees me? Thank your pardon, Mr. Linsky. Are you drunk? Yeah. And I had some E earlier. I didn't need to know that. You know, natural is cool as shit. 
Rose here, and I love that name, right? You know, 100% natural, all natural flavors. And, and what's up with her boyfriend, Monty? It's like he owns this place. Mary. Mary? Do you think it would be possible to avoid talking about this at school? I mean, this whole night? Do you think it would be possible for you to give me an A for this semester? Tell me you're joking. Tell me you're joking. I'm joking. That's what I love about you, Alinsky. What? Why? Huh? What's what you love about me? Never mind. Hey, do you think I'm weird? Nah, I don't think you're weird. Are you allowed to stay out this late? Yeah, on a school night? Do you think my mother gives a shit? She's probably at her boyfriend's anyway. I need to sleep. Nope, can't sleep yet. Dusk is turning it on. So yeah, let, let's set this up a bit. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, well, I love I love it the way he's just like, I give a shit. I give a shit. Yeah. Like it's just it. I mean, she. I mean, so again, yeah, that's you, like you, a great quote that needs to be added to yeah, the top uh, of your yeah. Your intro. We'll, we'll do if, you know what for like the f- final episode. We'll just like do a, like a big. <laughs> It'll like, be like ten minutes. Long. Yeah, exactly. But I, yeah, I mean, so obviously you just heard the audio. It's not like you're watching the clip, but she straddles him. He's passed out. Yeah, he's passed yeah. out. She straddles him, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh, no one will." give a shit and you know and she's is, clearly like sweating gallons of like yeah, well she says she's on e, e. Yeah. yeah she's drunk she's on e, e. The drug ecstasy been there oh, is um, that what e is? No. <laughs> for our listeners in case I you know, know. <laughs> but yeah so to get back what i was saying before we played the clip i love the whole blocking because then as she's you know she said she's gonna go to the bathroom and we're not sure like is this an invitation? Right. Or what ex- what exactly? And neither is, J- you know, Jacob doesn't know. And so he's sitting at the booth, and then it follows her up the, the yeah. stairs to the bathroom, and then we follow and the waitress, waitress with the champagne bucket, yeah. and it goes back, and then we think it's going to go back all the way to the, the booth, booth. Yeah. but then he's already, like, he's standing the there, of the stairs. watching, and then makes the decision to go up to the Did bathroom. You? Think that I, she was, was asking him to the bathroom. Yeah, because she didn't have a weird enough reaction once he goes into the bathroom. I I thought that she was definitely coming on to him because she like straddles him. She like yeah. you know, she she says like she's basically like you know otherwise I'll, she's like I'm I'm drunk I'm on e like I but I'm aware like I know what's going on and I want this like that's kind of the situation I felt like she was laying out like like. There's nothing you'd have to worry about, like um, you know. And he's like, "You're gonna tell your friends and this and like." I yeah, I got the feeling that it was an invitation. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't like it. It was very creepy. <laughs> it was very creepy and it's and so awkward. And that's the whole thing. Then he goes yeah. in there and like I said, I so I believe it was she was 
welcoming it and seeing what would happen because she doesn't have like she just walks in there and sure she is like on E and when you're on E it's just like very you know uh -huh, like you know but he walks in there that's exactly <laughs> what it was like uh -huh. <laughs> I don't I, no I'm just I, <laughs> but he, I mean, he walks into the bathroom and she's like, oh, do you have to go to the bathroom? But it's a single stall, like, bathroom. Yeah. So it's just very awkward. And then she leans up against the wall and then he goes in and kisses her and then she just has this, like, slightly horrified look on her face. That's what was, like, so shocking is yeah. as soon as it happened, she was like, why did you do that? Yeah. That's right? That's how it well, kind of came I think she across. just, like, realizes, like... Yeah, yeah she think, realizes it. She's so much like, oh, my God. Yeah. I think, I think, I like, think you guys are right. Oh, I don't want this. I don't want yeah, this. It yeah, it was more like, this is a mistake. Immediately it was like, it abort, was, abort, it, abort. It was abort. And to his credit, I was really, because again, I hadn't seen this movie. I'm really happy he stopped right there. Oh, yeah, he leaves. Yeah. You he know, I would have been No, like, it didn't go into like happiness territory. Yeah, I would have been heartbroken yeah. and if then, he'd like continued. I'd be like, oh, she didn't oh, like oh. it because of the chronic bad breath. Maybe. <laughs> but then that shot of him when he walks out of the bathroom is like, oh, God. The, it's like token Philip Seymour Hoffman. Like, I was well, getting... it's, it's token also Spike Lee because it's a very famous shot he does of putting his Lee, his characters on a dolly yeah, and it glide. seems like they're floating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, the floaty cam thing. Exactly, yeah. But it's oh, got God, that, his know. face of like... Yeah, oh, that heart, like... Yeah. My life, like, I've just... My life is My over. life is ruined, yeah. yeah. My <laughs> life is ruined, even like, he's a kind of guy who... That's any, all it took. Should. But like to think about the implications of even her life. Exactly. You know, exactly. Things, things, things all over. He's not just like an asshole. Like, oh shit, it's just me. Remember know? when he's Did bringing he ever give it his up? Back? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. But remember when he's bringing it up to Frank and he's like, "I got this friend at school, this teacher." Yeah, he gives the scenario. And yeah. He gives the whole scenario and everything like that. And he never. It's always like about him. Like, he's never considering, like, how he's going to destroy this girl's life. And then, they, like, all of his questions are, like, kind of like, you know, how can I navigate this and come out okay? I, don't, I as honestly to... don't think he values her a lot there mm. because of the... I, just back to, like, the grade. I don't know if she's an A, a student or... I, I'm still torn on what he would have given her for that grade. But it's clear to me that he... Not that he... It's a great... It's a terrible thing. But he definitely, like sees her as a sex object, you know? Yeah. He doesn't want to admit it. He tries to put other layers probably on top of it. Yeah. But at that moment, she just... And look, to be honest, she, her behavior, at least the character's behavior, is not much... She doesn't have much depth, as we've said. Mm -hmm. So maybe we're viewing it through his eyes. We're not really seeing her with much depth. True. And in this moment, the face she makes when they have the aborted makeout session, you see the humanity in her. Yeah. yeah, and he sees she's a it, child, and he starts to feel it. He's yeah, like, oh my god, and he's scared shitless for him, for her, for the whole situation. Mm -hmm. Definitely, and so that's just he. He just wants to go home after that. Not, you know, but he's, yeah. So then he finds uh, Frank. Yeah, in the quiet room. In the quiet room, right? Quiet, like, yeah. That was really weirding <laughs> me out because that bar was just like yeah, so many. That's what I'm saying. Like I was asking if like anyone had been there before. I, I wonder if it's like a sec. I mean, you know, there are some places that you go and there's like different yeah. vibes. Yeah, to yeah, no, I, I think so that big. room was for because you saw staff going in and out. Oh, I, I see. I think yeah. that was for like 
the behind the scenes mafia guys, people in the know. Right. Frank seems like he goes there a lot. He also has a connection with the owner through True. Ed Norton's character. So it, it seemed like a place because when when Ed Norton said upstairs, he knew it right away. Yeah. And if you've ever been to a club, obviously you have. But if you've ever been to a club and there's all those people on the dance floor, someone's gonna find that room if it's public access. <laughs> you know, someone's gonna find that room. Yeah. Um, it's clearly probably a restricted area for yeah. very VIP people in the know. I mean, then after this, as far as Philip Seymour Hoffman, I mean, Mo- Monty goes home briefly and apologizes to... Uh, not you, right. I keep on Chanel. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Natural is not a person name. Like, you just don't... That's like... And if it is, you well, don't... Well, Natural isn't a person name. Natural is yeah, Well, uh, yeah, okay, all right. I guess. <laughs> Whatever. I've seen much worse But you can't spell it N-A-T-U-R-A-L. You have to... Really spell it. Yeah, she messed oh up. yeah, she spells it I, on I IMDb. It's N A T U R E L L E. Okay, not too bad. All right, squeaks by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Monty briefly goes home and uh, apologizes in HRL, and then it's like Monty, Frank, and Jake back at this. Like we've seen this. The opening. Yeah, stuff. Right. Like, They're at the spot where the guy in the beginning. It's Carl the bench is sitting Park. on. Yeah. They live on uh, Yorktown in Manhattan. Like, it's a very posh, fancy neighborhood. I wouldn't say it's posh because it's not, like, trend. Okay. It's, like, old school. Like, it's, it's like, old money kind of neighborhood. Yeah. But he just ma- he makes the comment of, like, oh, wouldn't that be nice to be a tugboat, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the life. Yeah. How simple. And then it goes into this weird Spike Lee, like, tugboat sequence where we just see <laughs> his life as a tugboat, but that's not real. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Uh, that makes sense later, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but then we get, as we said before, the uh, very like Fight Club esque thing of, "I need you to make me ugly." Yeah, like, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's what I'm saying. So, he, one of the biggest fears of Ed Norton's character, Monty, is that he's what, too pretty. For what is he's getting raped in jail? Morty. 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 <laughs> Morty. <laughs> it's more like freaking Morty. More of a That's Jacob's name. dad's yeah. name, Morty. <laughs> no, Morty, no, no. you're going so, to jail, Morty. Morty's There's nothing I can do. He's like, he's like, I'm too pretty for jail. You know, yeah. I'm going to get raped in jail. Yeah. Now just picture Tobey Maguire saying that. <laughs> Wait, but his description where he's like a knee in the back and they're going to knock all my teeth out so I get better yeah. head. I was like, dude, you don't have to like, you've been thinking about like the specifics. But again, that, uh, but that like, I like, I don't know. So we could have complete, you know, like you, you can be, you're totally right, and I, I can be totally right. But like that's, I, I can only imagine that's like you go through all that fucking scenario. Yeah, before that's my you... number one fear of ever getting arrested. Definitely getting like fucked up and abused in prison. Absolutely. Uh, like what else is there to be afraid of? It's not of? the crime and the damage. Really, that what you else did is there to be afraid of? You, you to, yeah. Dude, I'm like. Mr. Lone, alone, like, leave me alone. <laughs> like, I'm not afraid of that. It's So would you sign up for solitary confinement? Yeah, put me alone. Be, yeah, lock me up by myself, absolutely. <laughs> Get me away from everybody. So, so no, so, uh, yeah, so he's like, I'm too pretty, make me look like I'm beat up. Yeah, so that... this is the favor you said you're going to do me a favor. Because the Russian guy kind of said that he should get beat up. In jail. Yeah. Oh, oh, I thought he said he should beat up somebody in jail that doesn't have any friends. Oh, that you're right. He did say that. But, but he, he he got he gets pretty messed up. He doesn't get like Jared Leto in Fight Club messed up. No. Like, when Ned no, 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 no. But he gets pretty and messed what up. What he said is great. How it involves our guy Hoffman is Barry Pepper doesn't want to punch him. Frank doesn't want to punch him. He yeah. Want to hit yeah. Him. And he's like, you said he would do anything for me. You know. <laughs> the Ed impressions are just flying tonight. <laughs> and then he 
he hits Phil through off it. Or like, like in yeah. the face. Like, like socks gut, gut and face. Yeah, face like and then two. keeps yeah. going because he knows yeah. it's going to trigger Frank. But then Frank, Frank separates and, and, it. And this is where he sees Frank's bullshit. Because, and Norton. Monty. Because he's... You know, he's saying to him, like, oh, I know you got shit to take out on me, you know. I don't yeah, know he's like, oh, as soon as I'm, you want me out of the picture so you can move in on natural, yeah. and, you know, he's like, you always stare at her tits. I that line. Yeah, like, and it's just like. It's like a total, like, Pacino, moment, like, yeah. you know, look but don't touch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he just, like, beats the shit out of him, his face is fucked up. Yeah. And I like this is so, uh, I like this aspect of the gang that he doesn't tell natural. Or his father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. His, fa- like, yeah his father's Mr. Irish. And did you get so... a couple, how many guys was it? Yeah. And did you get a couple of good looks? Hooligans, yeah, he calls hooligans, them. Yeah. So his father's there to, after this scene, you know, it's kind of bye to his friends. Yeah, right after that he goes up and he embraces Frank. Yeah. And then yeah. he gets up and he walks off and, and Frank and Jake are just left by. It's this, not that like, he didn't believe the, a lot of those things. Yeah. But it's just... It's okay. The priority was at hand, make me ugly. Yeah. And so he goes back and just like how we kind of met Natural in the beginning, she's there on the street and sees him all beaten up. Like, oh, what did they do to you? Thinking it's probably the Russians. They go upstairs and then James, his dad, shows up to bring him to uh, to prison. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Uh, and then that's the whole... Uh... Oh wait, and then there's the ride. There's the there's no, no, like no, that. Yeah, no, I know. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, this big yeah. ride scene. So, so one thing though about bring his us to this, please. The thing about his like goodbye um, to natural and stuff like they never consummate their love. Well, that's the thing. Like it's his last day. What do you mean? As a free man. Like they've ever. No, I know what that means. You don't <laughs> yeah. think they've ever like, consummated No, no, their no. Life? Like, in your final 24 hours, you're dating yeah. Zero oh, Dawson. Yeah, it's it's your last day. And she's like, like, she says earlier, like, come take a bath with me. And he's like, oh, later, later. Yeah. And they never. To like, be completely honest with you, I, I totally get that. Yeah, uh, you got a lot on your I mean, mind, maybe it's not yeah, working. A lot on your mind, like, it, you, you, you don't want to. But that's the one thing about this that I felt like, yeah, it's two hours and 12 minutes, but maybe give me an extra half hour and have more of Edward Norton roaming around the city going to his favorite spots saying goodbye to more people or like visiting I, I think things. he didn't want to do that I think it was a conscious choice that okay. it's like yeah like he doesn't have the steak he can't stomach it because you think yeah. he thought he might not even be going or at some point like no, there's no, that no, it's just, it's, it's something no, it's just like, like you got a lot of like it's just, I can't imagine be, the, don't want to be like why bother say, like why be like Henry Hill like why throw a goodbye party and like say goodbye to this and that and, that, and like just just yeah, because it's not even like he's into the club and supposedly they're throwing like that party for him. No, he has yeah. to be there. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He has to be so there. yeah, it's just like I again, I just can't imagine like just the like the anxiety. Every which yeah, the anxiety like, oh, in every which way your panic. mind is going. But it's not even him. Then we finally get like as we're saying on this drive, his dad gives this whole scenario. I love this. Is this might be well, my favorite part of the movie? Not, oh, I, it might not be a scenario. Oh yeah. Oh no. yeah. So, okay. I, so what was your first view? The first time I was watching. Yeah. Look, I, I was like, is this how it ends? I was honestly, I wasn't that big of a fan of this sequence. Okay. Um, I mean, Brian Cox's voice is just so. Oh, that, I, part, <laughs> that part's great. But I was like, if it ends with him, like just telling his family. No, like happy. Like, no, well, I like yeah, that I like, it's that's... not. I like that it's that they cut back to him in the car. Exactly. And exactly. And yeah. I do end up liking the end. That's why it works for but, me. Yeah. But when I was first watching, I'm like, wow, if it really ends like that, I'm like, yeah, oh, that's okay, because I'm like, this is. It's kind a, of. It's the happy ending. It's the happy ending. Yeah. Like, but it's it, an ending that... It's really unbelievable, too. Well, I also feel like... 
on a level, it works. It would piss people off, like, because it's the happy ending. But technically, like, it's satisfying on a level. I think it's stronger to cut back to Ed Norton in the car and see, like, he's dreaming that. And they pass the bridge. Yeah. So, so yeah, like you said, Brian Cox is saying this speech, like, at, at the apartment in front of Natural, he's like, no, you can't run, you know, we have to kind of, you know, we're just yeah. going to go to the prison. Yeah. And once he's in the car, he's like, I I'll take a Start left. going west. I'll they're, take they're, a left, yeah, go over the bridge. They're and going over to Henry west. Hudson. Yeah. I, I do like a lot of the New York-isms in this that are kind of, like, in things, like, mentions of, like, Jimmy Bronx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah, yeah. And, like, the Henry Hudson. Literally, I mean, when you like, got a guy like Spike Lee, you're going to get yeah. your proper, like, city coverage. And that's exactly. Like, you know, like, that, I, how many times have I taken that drive home, you know? And it's like, it, we can cross this bridge and turn... Just, just keep head, driving. Just yeah. keep driving. Head west. Everyone needs There's a lot of. Everyone stuff. deserves to see a desert in their life. What'd you say? You've never been past country. Pittsburgh. Philly. Yeah, Philly. Yeah, You've and never and been past Philly. You see Ed Norton do these things. Even we'll go to a ball game. With his father. Yeah, yeah we'll get a hot dog. You've always said you wanted to go to Rickley. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the desert's where a man really can and, and listen then, to the yeah. silence. When they go to this desert town, or Ed Norton does, and he's he becomes a bartender in this desert yeah, town. Yeah, creates a new life for himself in the Navy. Handlebar mustache. Yeah. He becomes essentially a cowboy. You'll never stop being a New Yorker though like that yeah you'll be in disguise but New York's in your blood yeah. and then they do like that quick montage of like the firefighters 9-11 yeah that was police very, officers yeah. and then um, he's like not right away but in a couple years natural. oh and this is dangerous yeah but maybe you said word to natural and that, that part to me was I was like alright this, this is this is a dumb ending because oh, okay. be, because yeah. That was so fake. Like, See, that's when I felt first the first time watching. I was like, "This is a fantasy." This yeah, didn't that, exactly. Well, it's that's also like the way he. I know, understand. Like, obviously, he could be showing you in the future, and he is narrating what ended up happening. But just the way Brian Cox is talking, it just does like eventually come off as too much of a. You know, yeah, yeah, and but again, once she comes in, that's the moment to me where I was like, yeah. either this is a uh, just a fantasy of what could happen. Or this movie's gonna end really poorly, <laughs> you know. And especially right, right, where right. they show his like family of like ninety kids. Yeah, it's not ninety, but it's like his beautiful mixed race children <laughs> and grandchildren. But I do like the point that he had to give up his life so that these children yeah, could no, have no, no, lives. Yeah, that's, well, that's, yeah, that's it's like one of the best. It's just like yeah, I the had. Speech to, is great. Like oh, it yeah, would make like the last like montage of this movie would make a good movie unto itself about a guy <laughs> who runs from the law and like sets up in some western. Dusty like, desert of town. History of violence. Be like, how, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it made a good movie. How many See? <laughs> and then the mob came yet. looking for him yeah. and found him and he freaking yeah. mur- murdered the Joey, mob. you cost me a lot of <laughs> money. So the whole family dressed in like white, right? And, it's yeah. like, and then eventually, very heavily. Way down the road. Yeah. yeah. You tell them. Uh, about you tell them the truth. About New York. <laughs> <laughs> about being a New York. Now, now we're getting into like De Niro, New York. Yeah. New City. But, and it's just then a brilliant, like, use of, like, Brian Cox stops talking, giving this scenario, and then we just cut to the other side, the north side of the GWB, instead of crossing it, just the north side, and nope, that option's out the window. Drove right past it. Going to jail. So you think he told him, like, now, Dad? No, he was just passed on his dad. Just kind of, his dad was giving him a nice memory before. Yeah, he died. exactly. I think he was giving him okay. like keep yeah. this in your mind. Yeah, think yeah. about this in your and again, point. that's the way it should have ended. Yeah, I would have if given the choice between running and possibly starting that life and spending seven years up there. Yeah. If under both these circumstances, 
we're operating with the premise that Rosario Dawson doesn't leave him and stays with him, right? Which is mm-hmm. kind of crazy. Yeah. But if that is the case, I'll probably take the seven years. Well, that's there. the whole thing, because just the chance of getting yeah. caught, then you're doing more than seven, so you're screwing right. yourself. Yeah, and also yeah. you're putting her in a lot of danger. Well, like his that. dad says to him earlier in the movie, you'll be a young man when you still get out. You might not understand that now. Yeah, he'll be my age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but also... He can't run because then the mob would think that he dropped. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. the mob would go looking for him if he didn't show up. And they're going to follow her or hurt her. Yeah, so, and they'll take his dad's bar and everything. And so, like, yeah. Yeah, it's just He's finally thing. not thinking about himself, right? Like, he's thinking about the act- his actions affecting other people. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like a, almost like, I think the way you put it is right. It's like almost like a final bedtime story from his daddy. Yeah. yeah. He's tucking him in. <laughs> but... Uh, and we, we forgot to mention this in between his dad picking him up and then that drive uh, we have our final moment with Philip Seymour Hoffman yes, final Hoffman and there is like Frank. a little bit of hope for him because mm-hmm. it's Frank is like sitting by the river again that like you know that same cut the bench where Monty's hanging out earlier on and then that scene prior when he beats him up where they're uh, talking about the tugboat but then uh, Jake is walking with Doyle and this female joggers just like oh cool dog and he's like oh like it's just like oh well yeah it's his, a good accessory his, sto- his stock has gone up a little mm-hmm. bit <laughs> yeah, ex- yeah he, dog until, he, until he loses his job because mary's totally telling oh well it. i got the sense that he's not even going to show up for work like, no i think ever yeah, again because he he's this is like the coolest outfit i'm using air quotes that he's worn all movie because uh-huh. he's in like jeans you know <laughs> <laughs> and, and i think maybe he's either like maybe leaving that job or yeah, I mean, he is. We, we've learned that he does have, like, his parents. Trust fund thing. Yeah, he there. should embrace that, right? Yeah, he's That's got a good education. He Frank keeps saying, and, like, you deny being, like, a rich punk brat. Like, embrace that shit. Like, be, you know, be a rich kid. Why, yeah, you know, no, why says, are you running from that? He says yeah. something like, like, self-hating Jew. Exactly, right. <laughs> no, well, yeah, you hate yourself because you're privileged. Yeah. And, you know, and, like, you can't help that. Like, yeah. you should at least, you know, live... Live yeah, your life. You, you use every resource to your capability. You yeah. yeah, yeah, he would. Frank would. You know, yeah. he does. You see him in the way that he sort of schemes his boss and stuff. Like he's always finding an angle. And yeah. By the way, that whole like part in the stock exchange, I just jumped right into the mindset of when like watching the whole movie, The Big Short, and my I just went, I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. No, not <laughs> that, dude. I do not understand. And I was like, also that's thinking why, Wolf of Wall that's, Street. That's why, like, if I'm ever going to be a well-off, like, like a wealthy person, God knows it'll never be, like... In the stock market? Yeah, like, from <laughs> the stock market. Maybe that'll help someday if I make money, like... Yeah. No, and I get someone just, to take care yeah, of it. you're going to trust, like, the guy from, like, the Rocky movies. Yeah, ex- exactly. Uh, like, come yeah. back and you're poor. I'm going to invest in uh, condoms. You're going to give your accountant power of attorney? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'll say this for, uh, like, stock market scenes in movies. They all have that same energy, so I feel like maybe that's how it really is. I understand like, greed is good. But I didn't understand. No, well, that's the thing. Like, this movie, Wall Street, Wolf of Wall Street, Wall Street 2. No, there's no, like, boiler chill, room. Like, no chill, like, yeah, there is stock. Like, well, yeah, I know. Oh, we'll just invest in general liquor Well, the penny today. stocks I got in Wolf well, they, of Wall yeah, Street. Well, the yeah, Spike Jones. Spike Spike Jones. Penny stocks. Spike Jones, Spike Lee. Hey. The end. <laughs> thanks so much. No, yeah, thank <laughs> you. I mean, well, that, that, is, that is the end of the film. So, it, yeah, uh, uh, just to tie it uh, a little bow on this. Um, okay. 
So what is your final thoughts on the film? Like, well, discussing it again after seeing it, uh, I think I'm leaning more back into the like category, you know? It's like a, a very well-made movie. Yeah. The acting's really good. Like, I, I think the characters, except for Anna Paquin's, isn't exactly... Well, I think they could... I think all the friends could use a little more backstory. I feel like uh, I wanted to spend a little more time alone with Monty, maybe, before he assembled his crew. Uh, so I actually feel like maybe this could have benefited from being a bit longer and, and totally like make that 9-11 stuff like really count. Like it doesn't bother me that it's here, but it just feels a little distracting. And I wish that if it was going to be there, it was used sort of more, it was more involved. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they, they comment on it more yeah. than, than just the way they do. So Kyle. No, again, I, so I, I do really like the movie acting is great I enjoy the characters I think they're well written but again did you the... say this on the cast or off the cast that this is uh, one of your favorite Spike Lee films I think I said it before we started recording yeah it's I mean because we saw one of your favorite not your favorite but one of your favorite Brett Ratner films before this Red Dragon again like you're putting that like <laughs> hey he directed <laughs> Family Man by Cage well that's so what yeah we mentioned that Ratner's got, you know, he's not a total Ratner hack that it's I mean talks no, I mean, no, <laughs> Chris Tucker and uh, Charlie Family Sheen. Man, <laughs> Family Man, and Rush Hour are, you know, before even Red Dragon. But anyway, okay, uh, with uh, Spike Lee, um, yeah, I mean, again, I'm not. I mean, I've definitely seen. I, I would have to look at his IMDb to tell you exactly which ones I've seen. But no, I think this is a very well-made movie. I totally get, how, uh, you know, Manzi saying it does it because it, it doesn't follow. It doesn't have exactly like his stamp on it, but it's still a very well-made movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like it's just I don't know, at some points the besides the nine eleven stuff and the, like it could have maybe it felt like they were alluding that that was going to play like a bigger mm-hmm. role in the way. Um, but besides that, it was just like the odd editing choices. Like they would have worked; those editing choices work in his more stylized movies, yeah, yeah, but this isn't stylized, yeah. so it doesn't work as well. Well, to me, Spike Lee's an artist, right? Like, you might yeah, not he's, like his art, but he's, he's more no, of he's, an artist than yeah. like a conventional And it's hard to remember director. that because like He's so outspoken, and you see him at Knicks games, and he's got, you know, like, he's such a character. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's larger than life yeah, a lot yeah. of times. He's and even so, now a caricature. Like, he's yeah, just like, and, like, yeah, uh, I mean, I remember him from selling Nikes, like, uh, <laughs> Michael Jordan and stuff, those old black and white commercials. Like, yeah. he's, oh, like, Whoa. Mars, when he was little Mars. So, like, I, I tend to forget, too, that, like, his movies are, like, no joke. You know what I'm saying? Like, he really, he's got, like, a his real... Choice original art house sort of energy and yeah, absolutely. flair to it that really like distinguishes his work from other people's work. To me this is just like one of these films that not not anyone could direct but like you could get a director who would never heard of probably direct this but Spike Lee he's doing it and he has to put a little bit of a stamp I, I, w- I wonder then how again because we s- said the whole Tobey Maguire owning the rights to it and stuff like that, and then you, I didn't know that Benioff is a or Benoff is a new, real New Yorker. But I wonder at what point, or who, and who suggested, oh, let's get this is a very New York movie. Let's get a very New York filmmaker. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, a good question. You could see Scorsese could have made this. I'm just thinking of New York filmmakers. I this wouldn't be weird if this was a Scorsese movie. I'll tell you this much: it'd be a little different, but it wouldn't be weird. It it definitely feels like New York movie more than other movies that take place in New York, you know, like sure. other that are yeah. supposed to 
be about New York. Like I, it, it well, definitely comes through on the screen. So Spike Lee just literally, uh, in his, it looks like in his like Hollywood thing, like saw that they were making this movie, read the script, and was like, I want to do this film. So there's no like special. Uh, it's not like someone reached out to him. No, he, 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 he said, "Oh, I want to do this film." Okay. Um, but like I said, almost not almost anyone can direct this because I'm not saying that. But this film has something that we've talked about before. But I don't know if we've coined the term. I didn't coin this term, but it has a watchability, right? Mm-hmm. It didn't, like you mentioned, didn't feel like it dragged, no. despite not a lot happening. If you think right. about it, and it, it's a film that if I watched again, I wouldn't like. It wouldn't be a labor to watch again. No. And that's a kind of movie I like. I'm not going to say it's one of my favorites. I'm not going to say, like, I was inspired by it. But it has a kind of watchability that if it was on TV, for example, I might finish it to the end. Yeah. You know, if I wasn't doing anything. But it, so, so that's kind of how I felt about it. I, I really liked it. I was surprised. But I didn't really like it because it's a classic to me or it's one of my favorite films. Mm-hmm. I really liked it because it just had a certain watchability that was just cool to me. I enjoy it. And I like Hoffman. So, yeah. <laughs> we do see that New York is a diverse city. I just don't know if it has anything to do with the film. You know? Well, again, so it's just right. like, and that could be like one last little thing. It's just like, yeah, is that is that what the film is? And is that what, the, you know, what it's about? Or mm-hmm. is it about 9-11? Is it like, I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely not. I mean, it is, it's 9/11. this one thing that's about a bunch of little things. And itself. Like so. New York, you know, it's a, it's a it's big a, thing. About yeah. a lot yeah, it's of a little, little island, but a lot going you know, on. A lot about it. Anyway, so, I mean, <laughs> and then after that, I, I'd recommend people see it, yeah. definitely. There's, there's like people I have in mind who'd be like, oh, if they haven't seen this film, they'd love this film. Yeah, except for your mother. No, my mother, no. She doesn't watch, like I said, she doesn't watch those Ed Norton films. Nope. Not Maybe she's changed her mind, I'm not sure. Oh, the short fight club? Has Salma met Salma met a nice guy? I'm not sure. I'll have to look that up. I like Salma Hayek. Yeah, so. Acting. What has she been in lately? I don't well, know. Well, you know I love Fool's Russian with Matthew Yes, Curry. yes. That'll be our, <laughs> our uh, damn podcast. Desperado. But, um. Our Vegas podcast. So, Manzi, anything, anything new with you? With um, the, yeah, what's going with on the world with of Cage, Cage Club, Club and Keanu see. Club? And yeah. What's going on on the network? Well. You they, are still involved, correct? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Give me a second to think. There's so much going on. Uh, I got to get Soderbergh. Bat, yeah, so right now we've launched uh, the Cinemakers podcast with me, Joey, and Tobin Addington discussing all of Steven Soderbergh's films. Are the three of you on every episode? Yeah, it's the three of us, <laughs> no every guests. episode, no guests. No guests. Right, yeah. Very, very, very VIP case. It's a VIP yeah. uh, thing. So, uh, Cinemakers is the new show. Steven Soderbergh is the first director, and then after we get through all his films, we're going to do another director and all of their films, and then another director. Another, another, s- another Cinemaker. Another Cinemaker, yeah. Yeah, so you don't we have to announce it, but do you know who the next director is? Yeah, so we know who the next director okay. is. He doesn't have his Soderbergh. I think has the most films out of all the directors. Oh, so you doing. know who all the directors? You yeah, we have a list. There's a list. So nice. How long so is the list? A list. Uh, it's ongoing. So <laughs> how long, well, how long is it now? I mean, I don't know. Um, is this going to be a project in perpetuity? Yeah, it's going to go as long as we can. So might this be your mind. Cage Club legacy? Uh, well, I don't know about that. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in the pike. Some so, things so I might be coming up. I might be coming up with something uh, that might be too soon to talk about, but Ooh. keep your ears open. How titillating. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tantalizing. Joey's got like three new shows 
he's producing coming out this uh, fall. I don't want to say too much about that because that's sort of like his reveal. I don't know the timeline of all those. We're always doing, uh, as soon as the next Keanu movie comes out, we will review it for Keanu Club. We just reviewed the latest Cage movie, Vengeance of Love Story. So uh, when you hear this, you can just go and download that. Yeah, right I now. haven't heard that episode yet. I definitely plan on hearing it. Um, like I said, i got to catch up on my cages. And Yeah, so that that's, I think by the time this episode comes out, that's all I can say at this time about releases. A lot of releases. things brewing under the surface. Yeah, yeah, but... Of... but Pay attention, keep checking in, because uh, at the end of the year, there's going to be a lot of announcements, beginning of the year, some surprises, all that stuff. So go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash cageclub. That's cageclub.me, M-E. Uh, cageclub.me, yeah. Not cageclub.kyle. We've got a no, Twitter okay. now. We've been doing the Twitters, yeah, too, Twitter's, so you can find Twitter's us there. Sphere. But if you go to the website, cageclub.me, you can find like you know all of our information. You can follow the hosts on Twitter. Um, keep up the date. T-shirts in. Um, I don't know if those. Uh, I don't know if we're selling those. No, I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't mean to allude <laughs> in that way. I'm just saying, like, th- there are fresh T-shirts that I don't know why that's important. Yeah, no, never forget. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, so yeah, things are always, uh, we're just going to keep going as long as we can, I guess, until, until we're tired well, of talking. Awesome. Well, we're happy to be on a small part of the cage club. Small but a significant. New York, a New York slice. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. those New York slices are big and delicious, so. Uh, and hey. again, don't, don't want to uh, mention it yet, but a movie that you'll be on next, uh-huh. we'll have to do, not really have to do, but there's a New York slices involved. And one of our man. Okay, yeah, a little foreshadowing there. Yeah, yeah. A little foreshadowing. Okay. Well, thank, thank you, Michael, for coming on. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. You know you're always welcome. Thank you. Because you're our boss. <laughs> no, well. <laughs> That's why he had me at gunpoint during this. <laughs> exactly. You will be free to go soon. <laughs> yeah. uh, so in chronological order, the next film we should be doing is Owning Mahoney. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Great not, film. Not Owen Mahoney. No, Owning Owning Mahoney, yes. yes. <laughs> um, is his name Owen Mahoney in the film? No. I haven't seen it, so. There's a lot of movies I haven't seen coming <laughs> up. But chronologically, our next film is Owning Mahoney, which might come next week. But we could have a surprise in store. It's a really, the, really big surprise. We're, we've got something, to quote Mike Manzi, something in the works. Yeah. And uh, so, so there could be something really exciting. Uh, you definitely want to tune in next week either way. Yes. But but we might have something. We're working on something that would be super, super, super special. And if we do get it, you'll see it then on Facebook that like that's what the episode is. Yeah, yeah, like, we'll, we'll make we'll, we'll yeah. make an announcement. We'll make we'll make an announcement. If not, the, it's gonna okay. happen eventually. Yeah. We just wanna make sure we get it in. Yeah. Before It's like uh, the ultimate tease. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is the ultimate tease. Uh-huh. So nice. but, but trust me, if it's owning Mahoney, you like that episode. Because it's a great film. Yeah. If not you're in for a nice special project. So Ooh, I'm excited. Thanks so much for listening. As yes. always, as we mentioned a bunch, uh, you can check us out at cageclub.me, cageclub.me, M-E. You know, we'll be there. You can find us on iTunes, uh, all the other things, Google Play, what else, Stitcher. Yeah. Just, just hashtags everywhere. I think you said on the last episode, like, comment on iTunes that's like a really cool thing that shows like more uh, yeah yeah if you rate us it helps oh, rate us. yeah that's what yeah so that's what I've heard 
I don't know algorithms too well, but I'll study Al, on that. Uh, that guy, Al. Gori- yeah. Algorithm. You're still here? We still <laughs> <to> you. <laughs> We're at my house. That's <laughs> get out of your house. No, no, no. <laughs> Definitely comment on our Facebook page, too. We didn't get a chance to read the comments this week or do a trivia question, but uh, we'll definitely put it in in the next coming weeks. We, we're still loving your comments. Some are a little bit uh, not so nice, but not against us, but... Yeah. Sometimes we've, we've had some fights on our boards. Oh, uh, yeah. well, that's what boards are all about. Yeah, right? exactly. And I feel like yeah. we're contributing to the world just a little <laughs> bit on the back of our main man and our great, great hero of cinema, Philip Seymour Hoffman. So follow, like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, yes. and go to all the other uh, great Cage Club episodes, at shows, I guess. And just remember, stay uncool. Boom. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Where did you come from, baby? How did you know I needed you? How did you know I needed you so badly? How did you know I'd give my heart gladly? Yesterday, I was one of the lonely people. Now you're lying close to me, making love to me. Sex of things, sex of things. I believe in miracles.